episode 224 of PS Nation Podcast. It's gotten all manly up in here. That's right. Unlike last week, it's, uh, it's all guys. It's just guys everywhere. Just. Can almost uh, spell the old spice through the microphone. Mm. <laughs> hey, Joel's back. Old man Shafinsky's hey. back. That's right. Young man Shafinsky is here. <laughs> Ripe and lively as always. Yeah. And Josh is using his old headset tonight. Fucking headset. <laughs> <laughs> All we hear is Josh going, what? I can't hear you. What the fuck? I, 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 can't, I can't hear you. <laughs> Can you hear me? And we're typing them. Yes, we can hear you. I can't hear you because obviously he's not checking the chat when he's saying that. Obviously, yeah. you're not supposed to use the cane on your your mute button. I mean, that's the problem. I I just thought the batteries in his you know his listening hearing aids were uh, were were out, burnt out. Had to run yeah, down the Walgreens. Well, good yeah. good job. I know. And <laughs> <laughs> his listening uh, something uh, that uh, thing uh, in uh, the uh, ear and junk and stuff. Fuck. Yeah, they say the memory's the first to go, huh, Percival? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Birthdays in three weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> Fuck. Damn. Just in re- two weeks. Like two years from retirement now, right? Yeah, pretty much. I'm uh I'm already looking at, at spots in Belize to, to retire to and that ain't gonna happen. Anyway, uh this week, a couple new releases, a bunch of news. Holy crap. What we're playing a uh contest. We're gonna be giving away three Copies of the infamous two blue soundtrack CD, courtesy of Something Else Music Works. Uh, so we'll have a question for that. Uh, my review of NCAA Football 12, emails, voicemails, we got a ton of each, and a couple other updates, including, oh my god, we got a new writer! Woohoo! Alright. So, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, well, we're, we're, are we going to start saying this every week? PS Nation Podcast, brought to you by PSNation.org. No, absolutely. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for that. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll now, keep saying it. Yeah. So so we have Joel back this week, so we can actually uh, do the new releases properly for a change. Yeah, and it's a smaller list too, so it's a little bit easier for me. Yeah. First off, Call of Juarez, the cartel, hits did, the PS3. Did anybody realize that this is like modern day? <laughs> That just kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? Was there anything about this at E3? I don't remember seeing a thing. Yes. No. Wait, who's, who publishes that? Is it... Isn't that... Uh, isn't that Eidos? Is it Eidos? I'm not sure. While you're looking that up, we also got Captain America. <laughs> Super Soldier. Which and I didn't realize that was coming either. Yeah. It's oh, crazy. Call of Juarez is Ubisoft. That's why we didn't see it, because there was too much uh, Kinect stuff around their booth. Uh, you know, the, the the last version of this game, or the last iteration, it had a decent buzz around it, so I, I this might be worth checking out. I don't know if there's going to be any demos in the future, or maybe a, I don't know. a rental. It looks cool. I mean, it, the, the, first, or the last Call of Juarez I thought was a pretty good game, but then Red Dead Redel- uh, Redemption came out and just blew it out of the water, obviously. Yeah, you think? I almost said Red Dead Revolver right there. <laughs> well, that could give it a run for its money too. I heard Gunsmoke is the bomb. <laughs> now, if we're going to talk Western games, must well take it all the way back. Well, you could always talk about the twenty six hundred game. What was that? Uh, Custer's Last Stand. Uh, Custer's Revenge. Oh, Custer's Revenge. Yeah, uh, with the big penis sticking up. 
Uh-huh. He got the bigger title, 2600 a penis. Uh, Remember Josh looking for that the whole MGC? Yep. Walking around like, excuse me, do you have the big penis game? <laughs> the pawn shop's over there. Yeah, he's he he was looking for it. We know. We know. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, Captain America Super Soldier coincides with the release of the film. But of course, the Harry Potter movie is coming out, so it's almost as if no other movie exists at this moment, <laughs> at least for a few minutes. But uh, yeah. I, Captain America, we talked about it previously. The movie looks pretty decent. I, I'm i still very psyched for it. Although, this scares me a little bit. The game's coming out at $10 cheaper than normal. That's not a good sign. That's uh, not a good sign, but at the same time... Seems to be the trend. I think they're doing it because everybody sees Captain America video game and they think, oh, it's going to be a horrible, crappy movie adaptation, and it really isn't a movie adaptation and I think it may surprise some people. Well, apparently it doesn't really stick to the movie very much at all. No, it doesn't. It's, it's yeah. So, 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 I don't know. That I, was the whole point. What we saw at E3, I thought, I thought it looked really good. I, I, I thought the combat looked solid and everything else, but it, I don't know, 10 bucks less, that, that's a little worrisome. That's a, that's a red flag. That's what we call that in, in the biz. <laughs> in, the, in the hobbyist podcasting biz we call that a red flag yes <laughs> i did not know that fascinating <laughs> i was not aware of that well seriously though this i mean besides green lantern which i think was 60 bucks the trend seems to be that these movie games are coming out at 10 dollars cheaper so maybe they're learning from their past not that uh, since movie games typically don't do all that well maybe by coming out at 49 bucks well but I, that's the thing they do seem to sell do they? Yeah, I knew they people do. who bought the Iron Man games. And I was like, why did you do that? Oh, no, it's really cool. I love the movie. It's going to be awesome. And then the next week, oh, man, that game is terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah, then it goes duh. on sale for like 29 bucks, <laughs> like three weeks later. But they, but they get yeah. that buzz with the movie. I mean, it, it's that whole, you know, everything's just this fever pitch of this movie that everybody wants to see this big yeah. summer blockbuster. And anything That's involved with it, it, they want to get involved. And they're like, oh, a video game of that movie, fuck yeah. And then they get it home. Mm-hmm. Whoa, what the hell is this shit? Did they only spend three months on it? Yes, they did. Now, obviously, you know, Josh got to play this at Comic-Con last year. They didn't just have drawings on the wall like they did for Thor. And we, we heard how Thor ended up. Yeah. So they've been working on this for almost a year now, maybe a little bit more. I, and their model, their template, basically, was Batman Arkham Asylum. So, sure. you know, I, I'm... I'm kind of hoping they got things right. I think they got things right. We'll have to see. Yeah. Not a not a bad place to start, that's for sure. Yeah, not at all. So, hope's alive, but history proves otherwise. So, uh, I, ho- I hope we're... Prove me wrong, children. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I don't care what you say, Seymour. I can taste the milk. I can taste the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> the newspaper. I'm thinking about Malk. I'm, Malk. I'm confusing my two. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, my bones are so brittle, but I drink all my Malk. <laughs> Malk with vitamin R. Ah, that's where you get your milk I just from. mix the two up. Damn it. I'm still looking for Green Lantern at a cheap price because, honestly, I'm going to buy Josh a copy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am. If it's not too far in the distance, I mean, I don't want to review it like three months after it comes out. But hey, I will, I will proudly review that game. Oh, All man. right, you heard it here first. It's on record now. 
Poor Josh. <sighs> the things Josh does for us, I tell you. No people, nobody realize, realizes how much he does for us. Podcasting's best kept secret. I know. The I man behind the man. I think my complete lack of sleep this week is really catching up to me tonight. <laughs> I can't nice. even finish a goddamn sentence. Just drink more beer. That always uh, helps. I get scotch. Well, I'm proud of that Thor review. I stand by it. <laughs> oh, you should oh, be yeah. proud of that Thor review. People love it. <laughs> Samson Simpson, I stick by my story. <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons cast confirmed. <laughs> Speaking of which, all right. Oh, so God. This will come up later, <laughs> you, but let me just throw this in racist. now. No. Let <laughs> me just throw in a tangent now. Uh, I'm going to get you, sucker, has been on Cinemax. Yeah. Yeah. All month, so I started watching it again. God, and that. Samson Simpson is in it. <laughs> and I forgot all about that. Hmm. I'm trying to remember who that is. <laughs> He's one of the one of the guys that comes out of retirement to help fight Mr. Big. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one it is. I I can't place him. Yeah, I can't remember his name. And yeah. I'm going to get. Is he the one with his own theme music? No, no, it's um no, and it's not. Yeah, whatever. It's not. Yeah, chef. but when he came when he came walking out, I just lost it. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. That's a classic yeah. flick. <laughs> my mommy was a lawyer. My daddy was a doctor. And I love Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. If you don't have I'll it, be- Netflix streaming has I'm Gonna Get You Sucka. You need to watch that movie. And that also proves one of my theories that I've had for a while, like about Keenan Ivory Wayans and also Ben Stiller is another one of the people where they're great writers, they're great comedic writers and directors, but they're horrible actors. Because Keenan Ivory mm. Wayans, I never liked on In Living Color or anything. He, he just doesn't, he's not an actor, but he's a great writer, and he's, he knows comedy, but he just can't pull that off on screen, just like Ben Stiller. Well, when he got shot at, and he was, when he first got shot at, and he was screaming and dancing around and running yeah, all yeah. over the place. Well, they, have, they, they all have their moments. I mean, Stiller actually had some funny stuff in Dodgeball, but overall, he's, he almost ruined that movie. Weren't you in the yeah. Army, son? Well, what are those badges for? Well, this one's for typing. This one's for surfing. <laughs> what happened to your eye? Ah, we were shooting paper clips around. One got me right in the eye. <laughs> oh, Speaking man. of which, one of our news articles this week, Netflix increased their price. So if you want to stream that movie... It's probably not that much different of a cost unless you have the DVD option also on your account, in which case they've separated the charges. used to be that you paid one price with a dollar or two more to get the streaming, and now if uh, you have a DVD and streaming, it's two separate costs, and it's basically doubled the price or or close to it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously I just had the streaming, so this doesn't bother me really, but I I see this bothering a lot of people, and, and... You know, it, it, it Netflix really had had the whole deal for a long time. It's you get Netflix streaming, everybody's doing it. My, I bought that for my parents for Christmas. I got them a year of Netflix streaming, and uh, I'm, I'm sure their DVD rentals have gone way down because of it. So I don't know. Well, one of the big issues with this, and it's funny because last week I kept seeing articles about how. Sony had pulled their catalog from Netflix 
and all the contracts are coming up within the next year. And when they do, Netflix is going to be paying through the nose because they got all these deals years ago when studios and nobody really had anything on streaming and they really weren't, you know, involved in it and didn't care. They were like, you'll pay us money? Okay, fine. We'll take the money, whatever. Well, yeah, now they want to be making hand over fist on this. Well, but think of how many more people have joined Netflix and are just doing streaming at this point and all the bandwidth costs associated with that. And now all of the, you know, all the studio prices are going to increase probably tenfold at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, I expected a price increase was coming. I didn't expect it a week later. That kind of surprised me. Um, I think really what they should do, though, Instead of charging, what they're essentially doing is they're charging you the exact same thing. It's like seven ninety nine for streaming, seven ninety nine for the DVD option. Right, right. So what they really should do, because streaming has such such a smaller selection, That's there's very so true, much yeah. that you cannot get. They really should drop the DVD or the streaming price a dollar or two. You know, yeah, to but you're, sort paying, of you're paying for convenience. That. You're paying for convenience. You're paying for the bandwidth, but but still, it should reflect the fact that you're getting less. Yeah, you're paying for convenience, but you're getting less options, basically, yeah, with streaming see, only. I, I have no problem paying what I am for because there are so many TV show compilations on there that I could watch for years just TV shows. You know, if I started oh, yeah, Cheers right now, and if I started all the Star Treks that just got uploaded, and now they just they just signed a contract like today with uh, NBC Universal. So a lot of the content that they have on Hulu is now going to be on Netflix. Also, it's just not going to be as timely as as Hulu because like Hulu gets updated pretty regularly. Like if there's an episode on Thursday, a couple of days later it'll be up on Hulu. But all the back catalog is now going to be over on Netflix for a lot of the NBC shows. Mm-hmm. So they're slowly kind of digging into that, you know, to that market share that Hulu has. And, you know, now the talks are going around that Google and Yahoo and a couple other companies are talking about buying Hulu off. You don't know what the future that's going to be. Yeah. Right. Well, it's a phenomenal price. I mean, it, it really is. Seven ninety nine to stream everything you want all month long. Yeah. But... You know, at the same time, when you compare it against the DVD, and you're paying seven ninety nine for the DVDs as well now, and half the times I go on there and I'm looking for something specific, and oh no, yeah, DVD, DVD only, only. DVD yeah. only, DVD only. You know, so yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, I just I mean, have the streaming, and, and it, my price didn't change at all. So it's just with the DVD option, are you paying more? So for someone like myself, the price stayed exactly the same. I didn't even get an email, yeah. whereas a lot of the users got emails saying, hey, yeah. your, your price is going up. So I, I, well, I, I agree with you, Josh. I wish they would do that. I, I think the streaming is worth a little bit less. But at the same token, if they did do that, they'd be losing money technically because people like myself are already paying seven ninety nine for streaming. So by reducing that, they would lose money. Yeah, I mean, for me, Netflix streaming yeah. is... is really it's this really big aspect of how i watch stuff and it's not about seeing the latest movies on on the streaming because a lot of times i know what i want to see and i'll just go buy the blu-ray anyway or the dvd um because i was never much for renting movies to begin with but 
the Netflix stuff for me is is nice because they've been kind of filling in a lot of old movies. Like they just added Switchblade Sisters this week, and they've been putting a buttload of documentaries on lately. And uh, like even Iron Man Two, which I thought I bought on Blu-ray and I bought on DVD, so I've never bought the Blu-ray because I just haven't gotten. I'm not going to pay full price for that movie. Although mm-hmm. the last time I watched it, it's actually a little bit better than I remember it. But um, told you. It's still not that good, though. It's nowhere near as good as the first one. But no. it, but that I mean, like for me, I've been watching so much Top Gear lately because I'm working. They put all the way back to season three on there, and I think it's up to season seventeen right now on TV. That I've just been watching all these episodes of Top Gear and old episodes of South Park. I'm just mental over those right now. Just watching South Park after South Park after South Park, which you that, can get for free at SouthPark.com. True, but it's it's nice that I have it full screen on my TV, you know that kind of thing. So it's Netflix is exactly what I want to be, and I agree. There there are some times where I wish that some of the other stuff that I wanted to find were on there, but I see DVD only a lot. But also, I wish, yeah, that maybe sometimes we get some newer stuff a little bit quicker. But there's other options for that. You just got to pay money for it. You know, I'll go to the if I have an itch, I'll go out to the PSN store and like this week I pulled down. Um, Deathly Hallows, uh, Harry Potter, Deathly, Deathly Hallows Part One, off the PSN store because I knew it was too new to be up on Netflix, but I was fine with that. I'm not going to buy any more Harry Potter movies until there's like a Blu-ray Ultimate set because I already got screwed by buying a the first four movies on DVD in a pack. Yeah, I see the Blu-rays at Best Buy have been on sale for like twelve bucks, yeah, or something like that. All all of the I don't know if they're coming yeah. out with special editions or something, and that's why they're clearing out the old ones. Of but they've been they real, really cheap. Typically. But that's the thing. There's there's already two versions of the Blu-rays. There's three or four versions of the DVDs. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I got whatever versions. I guess when it came out on Blu-ray, I picked them all up on Blu-ray and said, I don't care. I'm not going for the crazy super ultimate edition with five hours of extra content. I enjoy them. I'm, I'm not that into them that I'm going to watch five hours of extra content and go for all that so i'll just i'm waiting for the deathly hallows thing to see what they do with those last two if they package them together if they do something special with those and i'll wait for that but yeah you know yeah whatever no I yeah agree. twitter buzz was as soon as this news came it, it i've seen a lot of people on twitter saying hey screw netflix this is ridiculous and then a bunch of people probably equal numbers saying hey it's worth it yeah you know you, you we like the service and you know, if and if it's, if it's one of the only services you get, it, I think it is worth it. It's not that not that bad of a price. Yeah. I mean, Especially for, like I said if you're just streaming, then it's the exact same price. Well, the funny thing is I had been I've been a Netflix subscriber forever, you know, and I was on the four out at a time plan and I had been there so long that I had gotten grandfathered in when they changed all the prices before. So I was paying the same as people were paying for three at a time. Oh, jeez. And I just kept it. You know, for all that, I was like, oh, I'm hanging on to that because I'm getting the deal. You know, and I finally, maybe six or seven months ago, I finally just cut that entirely down to one out at a time and the streaming. And now with this, this change in everything, it's put me right back at the price I was paying. So... See, it's not like it's you know whatever. I'll just I'll 
take it as it is. I don't care. See, I'd, I'd rather have a DVD. With with my with my proclivity to buy movies uh, rather than rent them, the the rental services out there like the PSN and Vudu especially are enough that if there's a movie that I'm kind of on the fence about, I'll spend especially on the PSN because you can get the DVD version, like the SD version, and the PS3 up up converted anyway. So I'll rent yeah. that for three or four bucks, and it's enough for me to see the movie to know if I want to buy it or not. And if I like it enough, I'll go buy the Blu-ray usually. So Netflix and getting the stuff off the PSN and off Vudu is enough for me that I don't need... Because at least before, when I, when I was on Netflix for the discs uh, before they had streaming, the, the, the time frame of waiting for the damn discs here was terrible. Because we're not very close to any uh, uh, distribution center up here where I live. So it would just take so long, and then I had to oh, take it back to the post office and everything else. To me, it's, it's, I don't really care about the discs, so I'm, I'm one of those few people, I guess. Yeah, well, when I started with Netflix, the only distribution center was in California. Ugh. Which oh. is why I had four out at a time, because it would take a week a week and a half, when you sent one out, it would take a week and a half to get it back. Man. Wow. So you needed four out at a time. Yeah. So that you weren't without movies. And then, you know, in the past couple of years, wherever I've lived here in Jersey, there's one right down the street. I send it out, you know, <laughs> one day and off. I get a new one back the next day. Wow. That's so nice. it was never an issue. It was always, the speed was always there. You know, after a certain time, the speed was always there, and it was not a problem with that. So I didn't really. I enjoy having the the physical disc, especially because, you know, those they're they're just not available. And sometimes I want to see the the extra content that's on the disc, depending on what the movie is. Sure. So, you know, it's pretty cool too. Is the obviously blockbusters are closing everywhere, and I have a brick and mortar blockbuster near me. And the movie prices there, because they're so desperate to get customers in, have dropped significantly. So for a Blu-ray or a DVD, it's like 2 or $3 to rent a movie. So for me, I'm not going to pay the Netflix disc price because I don't get discs often enough. And if there's something I want to see, considering I have that really cheap blockbuster nearby, I can go get the movie for 2 or 3 bucks. So it's, I don't know, for those that have brick-and-mortar blockbusters, I know it's rare nowadays, but... The prices are just fabulous. They've really come down, wow. and rightfully so. You know, they they need to stay competitive, and it's although they don't have three D movies, which frankly sucks. Because <laughs> I went there this last weekend looking for a three D movie. I was going to rent. Uh, I don't even remember, but I was going to rent something in three D. <clears throat> I think it was. You were uh, going to rent Tangled. Just say it. Yeah. You, Actually, you, you know, it's funny. Tangled is supposed <laughs> to be pretty decent. Uh, I don't know. I have it. I haven't watched it. Yet. Yeah, apparently a lot of people are saying it's actually pretty good. Um, That's what I've heard. And I, I heard it's good in Despicable Me is awesome, so I need to buy that in 3D still. But it was yeah, on, that's forty four bucks. It was dude. on sale the day I bought my TV, and I didn't buy it. I'm such a fucking. I idiot. have it. That I've watched. It's good. It's. Eh, I mean, it's. Yeah, it's pretty good. I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but. It's 3D content, you know? That's yeah. what it is. It's like... <laughs> hey, pro tip, Blockbuster, if you want to stay viable, get 3D Blu-rays. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> what the hell? And then the, the clerk lectured me on... So they don't have 3D Blu-rays. I, I go there specifically for that. I ask the guy, you know, is there, are they in a special section? Where, where are they? Yeah. We don't have them. Oh, but just so you know, you know, and then he lectures me on what 
3D movies I should get. I'm like, wait a minute, you don't have 3D movies. I don't really give a shit what you have to say about them. <laughs> <laughs> Moron. Oh. oh. Thanks anyway, douche. Okay. But they're really <laughs> awesome. We just don't have them. Yeah. Well, but like just that. so you know, not all movies are good in 3D. Yeah, I know, dickbag. I have the I have a 3D TV. <laughs> that's that's why I'm here. Dickbag. Well, wow, that's a new one. You work at Blockbuster, and I'm willing to bet you don't. Yeah. No so shit. quit 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 lecturing me. <laughs> dickbag. There's a show title. <laughs> yeah, that'll get us that'll get us banned right off of iTunes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Then we'd be like rebels. Yeah. I mean, come on! All the shit we've done in the past hasn't gotten us kicked off iTunes yet. Not it's like amazing. Those, not like those game crashers douches. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at them. I That's mean, true. Geez. That's true. Thank God they don't do a video cast. <laughs> well, oh, another wait a minute. Other news: We've got EA buying PopCap. Now it's been kind of rumored that PopCap was for sale. Sure enough, they were, and EA snatched them up. Mm. So. Pretty big purchase, and obviously puts EA as a much bigger player in the casual game space, which I think they've really been working towards. Indeed. A lot of the d- downloadable titles and a lot of the... Uh, uh, they really have. Yeah, Did you so. guys see their um, EA's sort of press day, whatever it was, that they were streaming a week or two ago? Mm-mm. I heard about it, but I didn't get to see it. Oh, a big chunk of it was all casual gaming and how they're moving into that space okay. and this is what we're going to do and this is how we can do it. And yeah, I mean, this makes perfect sense because that's that's what they're headed for. They bought Playfish back in 2009. Now they bought PopCap and PopCap's always been one of the bigger ones. My problem with PopCap has always been that their games are about five bucks too expensive each time for what you're getting. Well, my problem with my problem with PopCap has been that their games are all pretty much variations on the exact same thing. Mm, to a certain extent, yeah. yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. You know? Although pa- so. Plants vs. Zombies, uh-oh, don't be putting that down in front of Joel. <laughs> That's right, man. Kill you, man. Fucking kill you. 700, no, for- $750 million, this acquisition. Wow. Jeez. So obviously for Pop- a long time, PopCap's worth a pretty penny. Yeah. For a long time, all their games were variations on Bejeweled. Pretty much. Yeah. You know? like, like Zuma. Yeah. Yeah. Peggle, even sort of slightly. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I have Peggle, and I never, I never saw the. I mean, people just go insane for that game, and I'm like, eh, it's a neat diversion, but uh, I don't like that game. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. But that's the that's the game you play for with your girlfriend or something. A lot of women, I think, like that game. Uh, no, my girl doesn't like that. <laughs> well, she's special. <laughs> what special? How? <laughs> <laughs> we mean special. Special in <laughs> special in a good way. Yeah, any game mm-hmm. that's got like uh, unicorns with rainbows coming out of its ass, yeah, probably not something well, I'm too interested in. It depends Except on, the, on how much you've drank that day. True. Well, but she enjoyed um, what was the one with barfing rainbows on the PSN? Critter, cr- Critter Crunch. Critter Crunch. Critter Crunch. Yeah, she thought that was hilarious. She loved that. <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's good artwork. Just saying. I like John Riccatello's comment. EA and PopCap are a compelling combination. Mm-hmm. Gee, thanks. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, for the, for the casual market, PopCap has been one of the biggest ones out there, though. They really have. Yeah. And yeah. They've, they've got been these, the place. Yeah. I mean, they've got these humongous hits that sell a shitload of, of copies, including Bejeweled and, 
and all the variations of Bejeweled and, and Plants vs. Zombies is a humongous game. And even Zuma, it's on all these platforms. It sells great. They've, they make games that sell a lot of copies, and you, and you can't deny that. So EA buying them isn't that big of a surprise when they want to get some of the bigger players in the market. Here's a befuddling quote. EA's global studio and publishing network will help PopCap rapidly expand their business to more digital devices, more countries, and more channels. Uh, weren't they on every device? I didn't yeah, realize there was what? more. It took them a long time to do that. They would hit a couple of device or a couple platforms, and they would slowly bring them out to the other ones. So I think under EA's tutelage and, and EA's thumb, they're going to be just pushing the shit out to everything right away, like they always do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember PopCap, back when I had a Palm Pilot, PopCap had started. Oh, yeah? Was that and like that was, you know, at first something? they were putting out some really interesting games, but then it quickly, they had they suddenly had a hit with Bejeweled, and then everything devolved into variations on that, because they were like, oop, that's where the money is, go. Yep, <laughs> yep. And that was the end of it. That's good for them, but not so much for me. I just kind of lost interest in a lot of their stuff personally. Yeah. So well, they have four hundred seventy-five money, four hundred seventy-five employees, and it's located in Seattle. Founded in two thousand, so hopefully they keep those employees and keep that talent there, and not pull that Activision and just close them down. But that's entirely no, fa- feasible. Do that. No, I don't think they do that. I, if anything, they might move them down to the. Uh, to the EA, you know, campus or whatever you call it down in California, but I really don't see that happening because uh, EA. It sounds like they've pretty much left Playfish, Playfish alone and a bunch of their other subsidiaries like that. So, I mean, Dice That's is good. still over in Europe. You know, That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Now we just got to get rid of uh, EA raping everybody on DLC that should be on the game. <laughs> That's right. Then they. Well, be- another. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we've got more download <laughs> download games news. Sony's Welcome Back program ended up being what they consider a, a big success. The reason being is that they actually sold more downloadable titles in uh, the month when they did the Welcome Back than they did the month prior. And here were they, here they were concerned that you know a lot, a lot of users were jumping ship. We even talked about it. There were some people with very little patience who had jumped over to the 360. And obviously they... they, they they got more downloadable titles because they gave out four free ones. Yeah. So just to, just in the numbers alone, you're going to see a rise. But if you take those four free ones out, and they still saw a rise in downloadable titles. So they're pretty proud of, of what they were able to accomplish. And they're actually considering, as I think other companies are probably considering, putting out free downloadable games. You know, if they've got a sequel coming out, the old ones may be really cheap. Why not put it out for free, mm-hmm. garner some interest in that game, and then see if it can help sales. It, it probably helped Infamous too. Oh, I would I'd imagine. Say so. I'd say so for sure. Because I've, I've seen a lot of people on my friends list playing, playing the first Infamous. Yeah, I think, it, I think that's a, uh, that was a smart decision to choose that game, considering yeah. uh, Infamous 2 right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Now, they're, they're proud of Infamous. It plays well, in my opinion. Our opinion. We all like it. Mm-hmm. So let, let's, let's put it out. It's not going to cost us a whole lot of money. And then we'll make money back when they go and buy Infamous 2. It's going to get the, the franchise some, some legs. It's going to get people talking about it. Really, that should just be built into the advertising budget. That's the advertising budget. Put the put the first game out for free on the PSN for like a week or two, 
and there's your advertising budget. You get people to play that, and they're like, wow, this is actually a really cool game. I didn't know and the sequel's out. Ooh, I'll go pick that up. <laughs> and hey, it's got trophies. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and I also found it funny that uh, PS3 sales actually increased during the outage. <laughs> That is yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I know we had a couple of emails from people saying, "Hey, I just bought a PS3, and what the hell? The network doesn't work." <laughs> the guy worked at that too. He bought one. He goes, "Hey, I can't get online to do anything." I'm like, "Yeah, the network's down." Unfortunately, this this working is now gonna mm. now gonna make other companies say, "Well, maybe we should take our network down for a month." <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. and we forget. <laughs> And I, this comes up every once in a while, but we forget we're we're so deep into the video game industry, just following every last little thing, and we all have all the consoles, and you know we know what's going on. But I had several of my friends who are casual type gamers, like they have PS3s or whatever. They had no idea. They're like, is there? You know, I I called them and said, hey, you know, you, we're getting these free games. Why? What yeah. happened? The, it was down? I was wondering about that, because, you know, I was having trouble connecting, but I didn't really know what was going on. Oh, my well, God. <laughs> didn't, didn't Sony people? send a couple of emails, too? I mean, it's... Yeah, but not everybody put their email address down because they didn't want those right, things, you know? They opted out of marketing, so they have no idea what's going on. That's They true. don't follow any of this. They don't. They just play their games. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that were completely without any idea of what was going on. They were just completely lost. So I agree. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, you know, my parents were always saying stuff like, you know, why, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why does he keep asking us to log in when we go to Netflix? And I just explained to him there. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and I think that's the beauty of this welcome back program. In addition to what we all just talked about, there's a lot of people that don't even know and didn't even take advantage of it. So they're they're spending even less money than you think. <laughs> I know I had the same situation, yeah. Josh, where I'm telling all my friends, they're like, really? Wow! You know, like they had no idea, and I had to keep reminding them and reminding them, and then they hit that issue where they would hit the wrong button or get kind of screwed up in the menu, and then they'd, like, lose sight of the game. And we had that art- article on our website from Ray that kind of explained yeah. if you go into your services, you can find them, and so... Good times. Yeah. Well, I had I had several people that I had to keep telling them, go, you know, this is, you've got one day left. Go, go on now and get your free games. What? Oh, yeah, I should probably do that. Free games! <laughs> uh. Of course, on the, on the Sony, we've got many, many exclusive, good exclusive downloadable titles like the Pixel Junk games, Joe Danger, which I rated as my game of the year last year. And now we've got even more coming. Uh, PlayStation is going to invest $20 million in exclusive game portfolio. So more more exclusive games coming to PS3 and the PSN. And we've got games like Okabu, Papa and Yo, Papo and Yo, and many, many more and more to come. $20 million invested in, in exclusive downloadable games. It's good news. It's a, it's a program that's obviously working. I mean, we've gotten some quality titles out of it in the past, and uh, they just continue to, to grow that. I think they... That's something that Sony does so right. You know, we get these really, really unique PSN titles that end up almost every time being very compelling and very fun. Yeah, Flower is another one. Yeah. Mm, Journey soon. 
Yeah, I like I like what they've done with that. They really they seem to really shepherd the the smaller studios and the the more independent developers and really help work them into you know into the PSN, which was really nice to see because like you said, we get exposed to all these all these really interesting titles that probably wouldn't have a home otherwise. Yeah, it seems yeah, like these definitely. smaller these smaller independent titles can assume a little bit more risk in their content. You know, they can come out with something that's not cookie cutter. You know, we see so many Call of Duty type of games, for example, that you know it's not a very risky proposition. We're just gonna we're gonna if we're just gonna spend a lot of money on making a game and publishing it and all this, let's do what we know is gonna work. Let's put the uh, the ranking up in the online multiplayer and let's do everything that we know is gonna sell. Here with these independent studios and these smaller game companies. They put out such fresh, refreshing, innovative content. Yeah. You know, not not just on PSN, but across the platform. But the fact that PSN is investing in that, I, I think that's it's a good direction to go. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bring more creative, downloadable titles to the PS3 and the PSN. Good direction. We see the, uh, Microsoft, for example, walking away over the years from many, many of their first-party studios. Yeah, definitely. Although, you know, you hear about Microsoft turning away some games, too, and, and people publicize that quite a bit. But, you know, Sony's walked away from a few titles, too. They walked away from uh, The Maw, which is uh, Twisted Pixel. You know, they did, they've did they done some great yeah. stuff over on 360. And, yep. you know, Sony had first crack at, at The Maw, and they turned it down. So it happens across the board, but I think I still think that Sony does a much better job at getting those really compelling independent titles uh like Okabu that's coming out that we saw at GDC and 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 at mm-hmm. uh, E3, um, it, just a lot of stuff like that. Even I mean I th- I'm pretty sure that Joe Danger was a pub fun game too. I'm almost yeah, not positive. too sure. Yeah, yeah. If some of this twenty million is going to go towards the pub fun games, a portion of it. So it's just if you're going to you know you can invest in your first party studios with publishing. Can invest in those huge franchise, or you can spend money in this other area, and it's just nice to see them focusing in this other area because Sony, as we know, has many great first-party studios and a lot of first-party content that yeah. is just fabulous. You know, they've already got that covered, especially this year. This year is just steeped in it. But to see them already looking out past that and saying, "Well, we know there's this other piece, and we know this is valuable to people, so we're going to put twenty million dollars," and then they put out a press release or talking about it. Yeah. I'm just excited excited by that. Sony Sony does a really good job because they've got experienced producers out there too that work they have they have specific producers that only work with external development studios. So like our buddy Matt Morton, who's been on the show a couple of times now, he works with Q Games and he's always the producer that works with Q Games. So even though Q isn't owned by Sony by any means whatsoever, and they even do games for um, Nintendo still, Sony has this relationship with that th- with that external development uh, company and they they work directly with these guys and they're experienced about that i mean we know a lot of the producers that do this kind of stuff and they've got a whole infrastructure within sony dedicated just to work with these third parties and i think that's what's most impressive that that a lot of people don't realize you learn that kind of at e3 and, and gdc when you get there of course they've had kojima wrapped up for years with the metal gear franchise and now kojima is bringing us it a audio Story, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a kind of a radio uh, drama. It's pretty cool how they're doing this. Uh, this yeah, was... him and Suda Fifty One are teaming up. Yeah, yeah, they're actually going to basically bring the 
He, well, K- Kojima, let's take a step, step back. Kojima has, has talked for years and kind of teased for years that he wanted to do like an old school radio drama based on Snatcher. And it sounds like these guys are actually going to do that now. Unfortunately, I'm sure it's going to be in Japanese. Yeah, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as reported at Famitsu, it's going to be a part of their podcast. So he's going to, I guess he's coming up on, what is it, his 200th episode? Something like that, yeah. Th- no, it's 300. Wait, wait. What? what? Yeah. 300. <laughs> Three, maybe not. <laughs> 300th no. broadcast of Hideo Radio. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know if that's a. I don't know how how often that's been running or for, and for how long, but it sounds like oh, Suda Fifty One is exactly <laughs> maybe. It's been going for less than a year. It's so impressive. <laughs> Suda Fifty One is going to pen it, and then it'll, it'll just be a like you said, an audio drama. So it's pretty cool. Kojima coming out with something a little bit different, and eight million more Metal Gear Solid titles, I'm sure, in the near future, as that's, we've already talked about. That's not a problem. <laughs> Nope, not at all. Just make them as good as MGS4 and I'll be all right. Yeah, I was going to try and find a joke in there somewhere about he's already made a movie, you know, cutscenes, MGS4. <laughs> yeah. Might as well do a radio show. Uh, I, didn't, didn't yeah, it. man, MGS4 was so damn good. God. And I should play that again. I still haven't finished that. <laughs> it, One of the many that I haven't finished. It's, so it's a good, good game. I know. It's gorgeous. I want to play it, I want to play it's it again. Absolutely gorgeous. It is. But you it still, know, still stands the test of time. All these years later, we've had so much, but, so many great games since. It still looks great. But there's no trophy, so there's no reason to play through it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, snap! <laughs> for you. <laughs> Especially since I'm right behind Glenn, I'm catching up. I might actually pass you. You probably will. I. I'm sure you will. <laughs> You seem to be really taken on to the trophy thing there pretty hard. That's crazy. Well, well one I'm, of us I'm needs to finally, do it. That's right. I'm finally playing through all these games that I... I'm getting to my backlog, and that's what's doing it. And I'm playing through the games. I'm just focusing on one and playing all the way through it. That's how I'm getting all this stuff. You? OCD? Yeah. No. 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 It's crazy. <laughs> well, that's good, because our no, what we're playing will be a lot of backlog then, because I've been going back and hitting the backlog pretty hard also. Damn. Mm-hmm. Well, this this news I think Josh is probably going to be talking about here. The Bioshock 2 studio, Arcane Studios, announced a new first-person action title coming out soon. Yeah. Called Dishonored. Yeah. Have a little story about that up on our yeah. site. Yeah. Sorry to, sorry to catch you off guard there, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've been looking at it. I'm, I'm just wondering, though. It's, you know... Yeah, they're Bioshock too, but really they took an existing property that was already freaking awesome and they just expanded upon it. Now, this is something new, so we'll have to see how how good these guys really are. The game looks pretty cool. I mean, it, it, it the write up that because uh, Game Informer had like this huge cover story about it in, in the August issue, and and uh, they showed some of the the concept art and everything. It seems like it's going to be a really cool game. Now, we've seen a lot of games, you know, with these big write-ups and how it's going to be this different world and, you know, here's going to be the artwork and everything and then the game comes out and it's just cookie cutter. So, I mean, I'm reserving mm-hmm. judgment, but the, it looks like it's going to be really cool because they're kind of talking about some of the design that you saw in Half-Life 2 when you started out and, and just these these grand futuristic looks uh, for the graphics and everything. So, yeah, I... It, 
it sounds cool. The article's really well written and, and and it's very descriptive. But again, I want to see the actual game. Yeah, it's got uh, co-creative directors of Arx Fatalitas or Fatalis, mm-hmm. excuse me, and uh, Do CX Deus Ex. <laughs> That's what I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to quickly read the article here and bring us up to speed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's due out in 2012. It's also by Bethesda Softworks when they published Fallout 3 and Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion. Yeah, yeah, and Rage. so it's a, a lot of a lot of big name folks and a lot of big name publisher and studios and stuff like that. So yeah, it's got cautiously optimistic. That that's a good term. Yeah, I think that really fits right now. Until we see some actual gameplay, I agree. I think that's it for news. What? We covered it all. No, wait. You missed the uh, irrational news. Oh, I cut that out of there. Oh, good. Little, all right. Little pre- pre-show mean. cut. Pre-show <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I already had it open. All right. Forget it. Nice. <laughs> well, so, if you want to talk about it real quick, I mean, Irrational Studios, obviously making Bioshock 3, or Bioshock Infinite, I should say. Yeah. and Bioshock uh, Minus One. Minus One. <laughs> And also a Vita title. <laughs> and they will not be making it on the Wii U. Well, I mean, they say that now, but they also said Bioshock would never come out on the PS3. True. Just saying. That is true. That's one of the reasons I bought a 360 in the first place. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think you're going to see a lot of... Uh, I really do see, think that we're going to see a lot of developers kind of be very standoffish about the uh, the Wii U. At first, just because I, I think a lot of them feel the same way a lot of other people feel, and that is, it's the same hardware, yeah, we can dump shit over to it, but are we going to be able to do anything with this new controller? And and how are things going to work? And I think Nintel, Nintendo's going to have a hard sell this time, even with the success of the Wii, because the Wii sold really well hardware-wise, but software-wise, it didn't do that well. So It's, it's, it's ironic, considering what they were trying to sell at, at E3, which is... You know, this console can do everything the PS3 and everything the 360 can, and it's going to be a place where you can get the games just like you can get them in those other spots. Yeah. Now, here, here we hear one of the biggest developers saying, well, we're not going to put anything on it. But that's the thing. I mean, a lot of us own one or the other. If, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably own a PS3, maybe a 360 as well. Are you going to go buy a third system to play the same games you can get on the two consoles you already own? No. That's that's the whole point, you know, that I've been well, trying to get across. Well, but what's going to sell it is Mario, Wii U, sure. Zelda, Wii U, Metroid, Wii U. I'm but I'm Donkey s- Kong Country, Wii U. I was so burned <laughs> by them jamming uh, <sighs> uh motion controls down my throat for a lot of these games like Mario Kart. Luckily Mario Kart didn't like force you to use motion, but they changed the game around and in Metroid other N or other M uh a lot of people are complaining about the controls on there when you switch from the motion stuff over to you know sideways so you can use the controller. There's that was by Team that's... Ninja too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's there's all these things happening on the Wii that make me very standoffish about getting a new Nintendo system, even with all the the you know the proven properties. Just because, well, I mean, I just don't think I need that big ass tablet. I don't know. I. I gotta wait. I, I I gotta see what they bring out, and if it's fun. That's all. Yeah, that would be important. Having yeah. it be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be nice. Be a nice change change of pace. Even though everybody's still, still trying to get me to buy a 3ds for fucking Star Fox. 
it's so far off yet to the Wii U. Yeah, and it's a it's a good decent time away. So lots to be, lots to be a uh, lot more news. I'm sure on that in the future. Yeah, too, definitely too soon. But yeah, I don't I don't really doesn't spark my interest all that much yeah. if at all. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, who wants to start? What we're playing? I'll take it. It's been two weeks for me. So no I've gotten shit. A lot, a lot played. I mentioned a few minutes ago I went back and hit the backlog pretty hard, but before I talk about that, Marvel Pinball, constant nice. rotation on my PS3. So Captain America table, the Fantastic Four table I hit up pretty hard, and Wolverine, which are, uh, I think, probably my three favorite tables on there, at least as far as what I'm playing the most. Yeah. Captain America, though, is, is my favorite. Yeah, it's really fun. I love, it's awesome, I love that it? table. Yeah, it sure is. I can't touch Glenn's score. His score's ridiculous. I Pooper's score off. is crazy on there. <laughs> I went off on that table. Well, you were trying to beat Pooper's score, right? I did Pooping beat Pooper's score on that one. I saw that. You're, shit, you got me by like 20 times or something. <laughs> and, then, and then Pooper went off on, I think, there's one table he just went mental on and, and like tripled my score. And I'm like, yeah, he's, I'm never going to get that one. But I've got to wonder if we should. I wonder if we should do a thread on uh, on uh, retroids. Just share your scores. You know, I know I don't know if there's a way for us to easily double check everything, but just for fun, just share your scores because it it sure is fun. It's a hell of a score chase. Well, if we didn't believe somebody, I'm sure I could contact somebody at Zen Studios and they could check it for us. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. What were you talking about? (laughs) Potentially setting something like that up with them in the future, anyway. Uh, we're talking about it. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out. Uh, because the the next table that that they uh that they announced is actually, I think just for pinball FX two because mm-hmm. it's a uh, Ms. Splosion man from uh, twisted pixel. Sure. And I was joking around with him. like, Oh, is that coming to PS three too? <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I think the next Marvel one is going to be announced pretty soon. So I'm going to, I'm actually, it's on my list to, to contact those guys to see if we can work something out again. Well, if you, if there isn't a thread there in retroids in the PS nation forums, add one. Folks, listeners, you people, get your scores put up, it up there. there. Show them off. Yeah, post your scores. Show off your epines. <laughs> I know a few people have been doing that, like on Twitter and everything. But we should, yeah, get it more organized. Definitely. Yeah, I gotta go put up my two hundred fifty thousand score. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. I'm not very good at the pinball. It's fun. I enjoy it, but man, I just and I even went back and, and checked the instructions because I know they're there, like the table table menus. Yeah. And holy crap, just in Captain America alone, there's pages and pages oh, and yeah. pages. That's the thing. Amazing. And then try pulling all that off. <laughs> it was it was hilarious because uh, Rock was up here last weekend for Fourth of July weekend, and uh, or two weekends ago, and I, we were just playing Marvel Pinball like crazy, and I really wanted to beat Pooper Score, and I think Spider-Man. And I'm just playing it, and I'm kind of talking to Rock, and he's working on the, the pictures we took, and... Uh, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it today. And I look at all of a sudden, my score pops up. I'm like, what the fuck? And here I had this immensely insane score that I never even got close to before. And I'm like, how did that happen? Because <laughs> the story so you- of Spider-Man is so simple, but you get that, this insane multiplier, and your score just shoots way up. Is that how you're doing it? I I thought you might be hitting like all those different missions and everything. I was wondering well, about that. If you, if you, you pull off every missions. mission... Do you- well, I know you can do the missions, but if you hit them all, is there like bonus points or something? There's a progression. In most of the tables on Marvel Pinball, there's a progression. So like uh, the one that's the most frustrating is Iron Man. Uh, that was one of the questions we had at the, uh, to give away the tables one time was, um, 
you basically have to finish all the missions on, on Iron Man, and once you finish them all, you go ag- up against like Ulta. I don't know, Ultra Vortex or whatever his name is. It's this big robot that comes up. The problem is, if you lose the ball against him, it resets and you have to do it all over again. <laughs> it's, so, it's so frustrating. Unfortunately, Iron Man's the weakest table, too. But yeah, um, you know, Captain America has two sets of missions. There's two different holes that you can pop it into to, uh, to set up the missions. And you need to get through them all. And that's basically it. And. At the same time, you need to hit what you need to hit to get the multipliers, because the multiplier is what really helps. Because then you're, you know, you're definitely boosting your score a lot quicker. But yeah, you need to get through the missions, and that's what's a little frustrating about the Fantastic Four because there's one of them that's really, really tough to do, uh, unless you get on a on a streak, and that's the uh, Invisible Woman one, and also the uh, uh, who's the bad guy on Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom or whatever. Um, you have to hit it in the Baxter Building like six times. That's a tough lane to get through. It's six times in a row, so that's what's a little frustrating about that one. Yeah, the Fantastic Four table seems to be more retro-styled. Just the look of it, and it's got all yeah. of those ramps everywhere. It's, it's, it's ramp-happy, yeah. It's, it, it's just like Iron Man, where it's a lot of ramps, but uh, Fantastic Four, I, it gets, it's a lot better than Iron Man in the fact that the, the ramps are a little more... The lanes are, are more situated, or they're situated a lot better. And also the uh, missions are varied a lot more, uh, whereas Iron Man is just boring, unfortunately. And God, the voice acting in Iron Man's terrible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I also had my buddy over, and we were looking for some two-player game to play. And he's an old Mortal Kombat guy. He and I used to play it all the time together. So nice. sure enough, pulled out pulled out Mortal Kombat and was able to show off my 3D TV a little bit. He hadn't seen that yet either. Nice. We got. St- played like geez three or four hours of mortal Kombat. we just got sucked in and just kept going and going and going at the the te out and i had my mortal Kombat stick going and that game he hasn't played and he doesn't play a lot of video games he's very casual and uh, he was able to pick it right back up almost where we left off years ago it sure took like a half an hour but a lot of the moves are the same you know and yeah what i really what i really like about mortal Kombat, besides the content which is you know great with the fatalities and all that good stuff and the characters it, it it's the fact that it's easily approachable, especially if you've played Mortal in the past. And you know, it's unlike Street Fighter, in my opinion, or Super Street Fighter Four, which is certainly you can mash. But if if you're playing somebody who's really good at it, you you can't even come close to competing. And I suppose that's why they like it, you know, because it takes that skill set and it takes all that time. But I prefer having not invested time and not willing to invest time in a fighting game. Mortal Kombat because it's more approachable. You can have a good time with your buddies. It's fairly competitive. Yes, if you take the time, you you do get an advantage, but not nearly as much as say something like Super Street Fighter Four. So right, and of course we'd pause it every time and, and look up the fatality, and then the fatalities are <laughs> easy to pull off, and it's just a blast. So he and I had just a great time with that. We had like it was a a party with a bunch of with our spouses hanging out, and all the ladies were outside, and me and him were inside playing Mortal all night. It just disappeared. Like yeah, nice. screw you, Mortal. Come <laughs> And uh, Mortar Storm, 3D Rift, I still keep playing that. I probably should stop talking about it. I talk about it every week, so That's just fine. there. Check. Played that again. Dude, it's 10 bucks and it's a great game. It's, it's a 3D version of, of Pacific Rift. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. It's with those big drops and all the, the tracks. And I mean, yeah. I love Apocalypse a lot, too, but I have to say, Pacific Rift is probably still my favorite in, in the franchise, believe it's, it or not. So to have 3D Rift, is, it's awesome. It's, it's more traditional Mortar Storm. I mean, Apocalypse definitely took a different... It was a different take on the whole series. So some people liked it, some people didn't, but yeah, 
3D Rift is neat. I mean, it, it's definitely worth ten bucks. Easily worth for 10 sure. Bucks. Easily. And then I'm, Apocalypse played more of that because the the rock content came out. Ah, uh, yes. So I went and played the rock. That's right. It uh, wasn't exactly what I had hoped for, but it's pretty cool. Oh, cool. You know, I mean, Alcatraz is such a small island, so it's like, how the hell are they going to make a track? And it's almost like they just took it and stretched it. You know, and it's fictitious. It's not Alcatraz. It's the rock. It's the fake Alcatraz. Inspired by Alcatraz. Exactly. (laughs) But there's not a lot of prison element to it. You're really just sort of tracing the outside of it. I think there's one little spot you can go through, but it's real brief. Hmm. Eh, It was all right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I thought Josh was going to say something there. No, I was thinking you're running along the outside of the island, and, I mean, based on where the prison is located, you can't really... I mean, maybe you could run through the edge of it, but... Yeah, unless they change something up drastically, you can't really run through the prison itself. Well, yeah, again, go, go it's through, inspired like, by Alcatraz, though. It's not oh, yeah. a, a direct layout of Alcatraz. It should make you like little go like go karts and go around the real Alcatraz to shrink you. <laughs> <laughs> nice, patent pending. <laughs> so then, I, then I went back and uh, God of War three. I, I never actually beat it. It, 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 it was our. Uh, Listeners chose it as the gold minecart game of the year last year, so it's always been one I wanted to go back, and when it got that award, I went back and got close to finishing it off, but finally, finally went back into the backlog, pulled it out, and beat it. Nice. Played all the way, played all the way through the ending. You bastard. I it's, gotta do that. It's, <laughs> it's well worth it, you know, and I, and I don't really... I almost want to come back and revisit this and do like a spoiler cast on it and just talk about it, but... It's it's a great game. The bo- the boss battles in God of War three are very memorable. There's some great boss battles, and I really like the ending. Had sort of a different ending to it from pretty- God of War one and two. And since Josh hasn't played it, I'll probably not talk too much about it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> See what happens is uh, Rico from Just Cause two shows up, and he tries you to get son of a bitch. and he and he tries to get Kratos wrapped up in the in the grappling hook. <laughs> Well, when you're done playing it, Josh, which I'm sure it's on your your backlog pile, we got to come back and revisit it because I'd like to have a little God. bit of a spoiler. Got a word discussion. It again. Yep, there you go. You know, it's funny. I beat that game twice, and both times were before the game even came out, and I haven't touched it since. Except for like when I got my new TV, I threw the game in really quick to to, to see it, but I didn't play it that far. So, yeah. Well, in a non-spoiler way of saying it, it goes back and talks about his regrets. Yeah, it's really cool how and, they do it too. Yeah, what what may have what he sort of did to his family is revisited in a in a neat way, not yeah. in the usual way like aha, I gotcha. You know, he's he's a big badass and he doesn't give a shit. And <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Then we he get it. A couple of hot chicks and that's right. Well, that's still in the game, of course. Well, yeah, of course. Got to have that. And then after God of War three, uh, which tore my hands up pretty good because <laughs> I struggle with tendonitis and that, that shit flared it up pretty decent so then I needed to slow down a little bit I picked up uh, SOCOM 4 out of my backlog started cool, playing that nice. and that obviously a little bit slower paced you know I'm going through the single player campaign and immediately and I, I know you guys have talked about it it looks amazing in 3D the yeah. 3D in SOCOM 4 is incredible it's probably the best 3D I've, in my opinion in a game that I've seen yet even looks better Isn't than K- Killzone 3. Different sort of game, 
But when you're you're hunched down, like moving through the brush in those like the thick forest areas and stuff like that, it's like the the plants are. I mean, you're literally crawling through the leaves of these huge jungle type plants, and yeah, it's such a cool effect. And the stealth because of that is more accurate. You can you can tell you're hiding. Unlike some games where you kind of have to look. I mean, it still has the meter to tell you how visible you are, like every other stealth game, which I always forget but, to look at. <laughs> but you you sort of can tell with the in-game graphics also how well you're you're hiding just based on the 3D dimensions of those plants and the stuff you're hiding behind. But just an amazing game and I, one I want to visit the co-op of in the near future. So I got to finish play, that game still. Keep play. I was going to go back and play Sly Cooper and then I heard the podcast and damn it Josh, you're just flying through the hose. <laughs> <laughs> So I figured I'd do something different just for something else to talk about, but Sly Cooper's probably next on the list. I did pick up and play very little, uh, but Shadows of the Damned, the new Suda 51 title. Oh, cool. So I played a few minutes of that. It's definitely something I'm going to go back to, but I, I mistakenly started playing that at the same time I started playing SOCOM 4, and SOCOM 4 just sucked me in, and I was like, Shadows of the Damned, what? <laughs> Shadows of the what? <laughs> Sh- seriously, though, Shadows of the Damned is pretty cool. It's got that whole Resident Evil over-the-shoulder third-person shooter thing going on. It's trippy. It's got the, the underworld motif, and it's funny. It's got that Suda51 goofy sense of humor. The main character's got these Ash-style Evil Dead Army of Darkness quips throughout the whole thing. The loading screen is, is awesome. It's like a, a 2D-looking loading screen where you've got the main character with like a torch just walking across the screen really slowly, almost like a motion comic. Oh, nice. It's, it, it's got a ton of character, great personality, and it's something I hope to play more of and talk about later on cool and uh media some of the media bill hicks the american story on netflix finally got around to watching that oh it's it's great yeah it's fantastic so good i almost shed a tear at the end it's such a touching story Uh, very very well done i teared up a little bit (laughs) very well done and then i continue to read the walking dead trade papers tearing through that i've just finished four and five actually this is my notes i'm up through seven or eight now there's wow. just 15, 15 of them that are out. Actually, 14 are out, and 15 comes out in October. So I'm, I'm purposefully slowing down so that by the time 15 comes out, I don't have like a two- or three-month gap. Right. But just tearing through them. And it's, I know I've, I've also watched the, the television show, which has really kind of got me interested in this whole series. But the, tr- the comic book is way better, so much better than the TV series because it just takes it a different direction. There's a hell of a lot more crazy shit that's going on. I'm anxious to see what season two is like and and because the way not to spoil anything but the way season one ended it just it it took it a completely different direction from the comics and i'm curious no they fired the whole writing staff after season one yeah so i don't i don't know if that's because they wanted it to go the more comic book route and they were displeased with the way they took it or if it was something else i did watch some of the behind the scenes on the blu-ray of the television show and it sounds like and obviously they're going to say this on the Blu-ray, they seem fairly pleased with, with some of the changes they made. To make it a television show, they sort of had to slow it down a little bit. Make it, I mean, it's on AMC. It's more of a, it's, even though it's a zombie TV show, it's more of a drama. So they, they purposefully had to slow down some of the pacing of it. They had to get more in-depth in characters than in the comic. They don't even come close to getting in-depth in. But the comic is just this action craziness. It's, it's really a, good, a great story, so I'm, I'm anxious to see... And read more of it. My wife actually loved the TV show. I turned her on to the, the, the comics, and she's actually further along than I am. I've, 
like slow <laughs> slow down babe i'm trying try to talk to her about it but she's always a trade paper ahead of me so it's like she, <laughs> she can't say anything so now she's letting me catch up I've, i think i'm actually caught up to her and we're just reading through it and talking through it together and it's highly recommended i've never been a comic book guy before and I know Fluffy Nuts was teasing me on Twitter that I've, you know, I'm, I'm now like hooked on all comics. And I'm just going to be, going to be, you know, losing all my money and all that good stuff. You know, I am spending a decent amount on these comics, but I'm not a comic book guy, but I love this, this comic series. It's You'll have that special awesome. kind of BO. <laughs> I'll be talking about pencil shading and all that good stuff. <laughs> Penciling, you're a tracer. <laughs> King, King. You're tracer. fucking tracer <laughs> so that's it for me it's been right. a it's been a, a busy two weeks i missed you guys last week sounds like ariel did a phenomenal job yeah she was awesome nice job thank you ariel but Great we missed stuff. you joel we missed you yeah well thanks for saying that we did <laughs> that's it for me all right josh want me to go you want to go you can Skip go because I need to tweet something. Oh Jesus! Here we go. <laughs> something very important. It's, oh boy! All right. By the time this show comes out, this deal is gone. That's why I have to tweet it now. You can get ten dollars off the Ico and Shadow of the Colossus collection from Newegg if you order it before midnight tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. If you pre-order it tonight, yeah. Yeah, that's a good deal. Wow. Yeah. That's so a great deal. let me tweet that. You start talking. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do that. I'm going to order it as Glenn's talking. Okay. Well. Yes. Uh, played. obviously I'm going to be doing the NCAA football 12 review after the break. Played a lot of that. I was getting a lot of crap from some people. They were like, he's been on it all week. Uh, yeah, so uh, the Journey beta, I played through a couple times now. I was trying to look for somebody online. Never found anybody online, which is uh, kind of sad, but it's a pretty limited beta apparently, so I can understand why. But uh, putting together our Genova Chen interview for our home video uh, with some footage that I took. Uh, and we talked about it last week, but man, it is... It's so relaxing. Like, I, I I start playing it and I've got my headphones on because I'm recording it and I'm like, I just kind of all of a sudden I realize I'm slinked back in my chair and you know just all comfortable and playing it. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's so relaxing. Uh, the Uncharted Three beta, playing some more of that, not really getting enough of it, and it ends in a couple of days. So it's it, I really want to get some time in with that. Uh, you know, they they added plunder and and uh, a couple other new modes, and uh, man, it is. Is looking, it's shaping up to be really, really awesome. And uh, just the bumping graphics already is, is pretty amazing, especially with the lighting. Uh, Marvel Pinball, did you, you know, what's that? I was gonna say, did you play that in 3D? Yeah, not yet. That's the one thing I've held off on. I'm gonna probably do that in uh, like tomorrow or something. It looks good, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the uh, the Marvel Pinball, uh, obviously, Poop and Flames decided he wanted to go on a personal vendetta and uh, beat all my scores, which he only beat, like, I think three of them. Uh, so I, you know, I couldn't take that lightly, so I got back on and, and played the shit out of it. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the, the amount of free time that Pooper apparently has, because he just gets right back on and goes nuts. But I think I'm pretty sure I've still got him on Captain America, and I think I've still got him on... Wolverine and Blade, I believe. Uh, maybe Iron Man also. So he's got me beat on Fantastic Four and I think Spider Man right now. So, but it's been fun. You know, we've been going back and forth. I just don't have the time to play because you know I had I had to do the NCAA review and stuff like that. But you know, we've talked we've talked that game to death. But it's it's that damn good. That's the problem. 
it's it's just fantastic. Uh, got a little retro and a little nuts. Uh, you know, our talk about Star Fox on the 3DS and everything last week. Uh, I, I had to pull out Star Fox on the SNES and play that. So went through uh, all three difficulties on Star Fox, beat all three of them. Uh, just had a blast. You know, I had the, the the surround sound cranked and playing it on my old Sony Vega. So it just it looks awesome on that TV. It's so hard to beat that game. I just love it so freaking much. So uh, I'll be playing that again. I usually try to play that like once a month anyway. Yes, I love it that much. Uh, also, you know, a bunch of the Turbo Graphics games actually came out on PSN not too long ago, uh, before the outage. So I've been playing some of those. Uh, two of probably the best shoot 'em ups or shmups that I'll ever play, because uh, the Turbo Graphics, if there was one thing that it excelled in, was shmups. <clears throat> uh, so uh, two of them in the Soldier series, which Star Soldier started on the NAS and all that stuff. Um, played some Soldier Blade, which is it's, it's so damn good. Uh, the ship is pretty big, which I don't like, but every weapon has a disadvantage, and there are certain levels that you need to use certain weapons, and I really love how they did it. Uh, played a, I played that all the way through to the last boss, and he's the first one I died on, so I stopped playing. And then uh, Final Soldier, which is a even better game, in my opinion. One of the best-looking games on the, on the TurboGrafx for a uh, cartridge-based game. And... Uh, I mean, these games are only, I think, like five or six bucks on the PSN. You need to own these. And the cool thing is they work on the PS3 and the PSP. So if you have a PSP, you can download it on there. It works just the same as the PS3. And you can actually uh, swap save games back and forth, all kinds of stuff. So well worth it, guys. They're awesome games. They are really, really good. The ones to stay away from, Victory Run and World Sports Champion. Uh, Don't even worry about those two games. They're just not that good. Or World Sports Competition, that's what it is. Victory Run's kind of their version of Out Outrun, and it's just not that good. Uh, some Infamous 2, not really as far as I wanted to be right now, but I haven't played it. But, uh, yeah, the majority of the week has been NCAA football because I was trying to play as much as possible, including getting online and get my ass spanked. So well, I'll be talking about that more. <laughs> For <laughs> my review. God, I suck at online football. Uh, Darn then, Badgers. Uh, yeah, the Badgers. Uh, and then I watched, uh, like I said, Harry Potter, uh, The Deathly Hallows Part 1. It's really good. And and the funny thing is, you know, they said they split up the, mo- or the last book into two movies because there was so much content. This one, Part 1, is like two and a half hours, roughly. And they have all these scenes where they're, like, hiding out in the woods. I think they could have trimmed that down a little bit. I just, I think they could have consolidated what was happening in some of these wood scenes into like a couple of them instead of a bunch. Uh, it got a little, it got a little tough to watch here and there. And the funny thing is, the second half was only like two hours. It's probably, I think, it's the shortest Harry Potter movie in the whole series. It is. Why Deathly didn't Hall- they just? Deathly Hallows Part 2 is the shortest movie in the entire series. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the fir- I mean, the first half, I mean, they're, they're just in the woods. They're in the woods. They're in the woods. I'm like, come on. I thought I was watching The Lord of the Rings there for a minute, except they weren't walking. <laughs> uh, it was a good movie, though. I mean, I, I really like the series uh, overall. I mean, there's, there were a couple that were kind of cheesy, but overall, I've always enjoyed it. And uh, some really cool stuff in there. Uh, also watched Iron Man 2, like I said. Yeah, right. I also watched, uh, uh, I think I said last week that I watched that uh, this movie's not yet rated about the MPA rating system. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember what, there was a documentary I watched this week and I can't remember what the hell it is. I watched another one, or I, I watched, uh, 
Netflix has a th- has this thing with um, it's like four episodes that they broke it up into some Bill Hicks stuff, and I watched the first one of that. And I'm re- I really want to watch the rest of those, but I've just been on this really hardcore South Park kick lately, and uh, also a show called Happy Endings that's up on Hulu. Uh, that's an ABC show, and it actually got picked up for a second season. The funny thing is, Damon Wayans Jr.'s in it, and I think he didn't think it was going to get picked up because he's in another show that's starting this season. Nice. So he's gonna be, I don't know if he's going to be in both shows or what. He's a busy it's guy. A good show. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's so weird. I mean, he sounds just like his dad. It's, it's creepy. Uh, and then... Uh, a friend at work uh, loaned me the Blu-ray of the first season of Justified, which is an FX series. Uh, Timothy Oliphant's in it. Uh, Walter Goggins or Walton Goggins is in it from The Shield. There's a bunch of people in it from Deadwood. If you don't know who Timothy Oliphant is, he played Seth Bullock in uh, uh, Deadwood, and he's also the bad guy in uh, Die Hard Four. And, and he's been and a he lot was of stuff. Hitman. Yeah, he was Hitman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? Fifty Seven or whatever. Um, fuck this show's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I got a home last night from work, and it, it's basically he's a U.S. marshal, and he's from Kentucky, and they they end up sending him back down there, and it's kind of like, and and I'm taking this right from the guy that I I, I borrowed it from, but it's it's kind of like he's Bullock again from Deadwood. That's what I've heard, but he's got more of a sixth sense of humor. Or he's just. It's so hard to describe, but it's so good. I love it. And and I was saying I love it on Twitter, and, and Scott from uh, Welcome to the Goo is like, I don't know if I love it, but I'm enjoying it. No, I love it. Because it's very non-traditional in a, in a lot of the ways they handle a lot of the characters. Like, you think things are going normal, and all of a sudden, boom, like, they get shot in the heart. And all of a sudden, it goes over to this other person. Uh, so I, I stayed up way too late last night watching it, because uh, I kept saying, ah, I'll just watch one more. Because normally my bedtime's about eleven thirty, and I, I was up until about one o'clock in the morning. So yeah, I'm really enjoying it though. I man, it's it's awesome. Uh, and they do have like the newer Justified episodes on uh, on Hulu, but they're really broken up. So I'll probably just end up getting these uh, Blu-rays eventually. Well, they're all here on my media server. I just haven't watched any of them yet. Bastard. No, it's it's really good. Seriously, it's. Uh, it's based on well, the pilot is actually based on a short story by Elmore Leonard, and the character is actually written by him. So oh, that's you will cool. Enjoy it. Yeah, he's yeah. he's done some good stuff. Obviously, Get Shorty and well, Rum Punch, which uh, Jackie Rum Brown's Punch. based on. Yep, Jackie. Oh, it's one of my favorite Tarantino movies. One fuck of my yeah. favorite. Oh, fuck that movie's great. I mean, yeah, oh, God, we could talk. I could talk about Tarantino movies for hours. So I'll stop now. <laughs> Jackie Brown's. <laughs> Fucking De Niro and Jackie Brown, come on! <laughs> yeah, that's that's is like the stoner. He's <laughs> so fucking great. A little yeah. different character for him, for sure. Yeah, I I love that movie. It's so underrated. Everybody everybody always thinks Tarantino. I got to see a bunch of people die. No way. I mean, the dialogue and the story in that movie are just so damn good. So that's a, that's about it for me, though. I've I had a pretty busy weekend, and I've been really busy at work, so I. Haven't had a lot of time, and plus I've been working on videos. I I learned how to put a watermark on a video in Final Cut X, so there you go. Well done. Nice. And you know how I did it? I uh, I, I found a YouTube video of, of somebody showing you how to do it, and I think it was a 12-year-old kid, so I just learned from a 12-year-old kid. I have become <laughs> that old guy. <laughs> hey, what? How do I do this? Show me, kid. Yeah, I'm screwed. 
All right, uh, jo- uh, Josh, you ready? Have you tweeted? You have tweeted. You retweeted it. Have I, I tweeted? <laughs> <laughs> What's this tweeting all you kids keep talking about? What's this Twitter thing you're talking about? What's this uh, twat thing I keep hearing about? All right, moving on. I finished Infamous the first uh, with the evil karma. Uh. But I I ran into something really, really strange. Okay. I sort of rushed through a lot of the missions. You know, like, the good playthrough, I'm trying to kill every single guy on the way through. On the evil playthrough, I'd hit the mission, I'd be like, all right, I know I can... Like, you're taking the bus to the hospital. Okay. I know I can jump off the bus, run ahead, kill all the enemies, run back, jump on the bus, and the bus will move forward, you know, sort of unhindered. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking because of that, I didn't really encounter as many enemies as before. I didn't do because I've finished everything, I've I've found everything, I've, you know, done all the side missions, and I don't have nearly enough. I still need another 10,000 experience points. Holy shit. To get all of the powers for evil. <laughs> or, there's, no, or there's this convenient unlock code. <laughs> yeah, but I got I got the all this stuff with the good side with experience points to spare. Like I had thousand several thousand experience points to well, spare on the good side. That's that's one of the uh the, the downsides of being evil is that you don't get as many experience points. <sighs> I don't because get you it. took the easy way with the dark dark side of the force. Wait, what's the easy way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I'm done with it. So even without all of the power ups, I don't think that's going to matter when I start up Infamous Two with that evil, um, with that evil background. So we'll see. But I finished it off so that I could go through Infamous Two with a complete game save and everything. Hmm. Uh, and the ending was slightly different. It was interesting, you know. It wasn't there weren't the kind of differences that I'm expecting in Infamous Two that I can see in Infamous Two. Like there's completely different ways to approach missions in Infamous Two, right. which there weren't in the first one. So, right. so yeah, I'm excited to play that. But of course, with all of that, the sucker punch love. I'm back. I'm into Sly Two, deep into Sly Two now. Oh boy, really enjoying that. Deeper, farther than I've ever gone in Sly Two. I'm, I'm working my way towards finishing that. That's hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deeper than it's, I've ever been before. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, you know, because you get to play, you're not just Sly in this one. The missions are bigger and more complex, and you really have to sort of... They're multi-layered in a way, where you have to go into the area, take recon photos, go back, prepare everything. Bentley prepares a plan of action. You know, you get to play as everybody as well. So, sounds it's pretty really, neat. That sounds really complicated. Nah, it really isn't. That's that's the best part about it. Is there at any point a, a way to just take a gun in and shoot them all in a first person shooter aspect? And uh, not with uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 
I heard if it's you beat all three of them fun. and then go back, there, there's this way. Yeah. If you use the move controller and the 3D capabilities, I'm just saying, there's a uh, way. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I've been playing them all exclusively 3D. Um, Obviously. It's not, you know, the depth is not staggering, but it looks good. Luckily, looks the visual decent. style of that game kind of lends itself to 3D anyway, so it's probably pretty easy on your yeah. eyes. Yeah, I'm thinking 3 is going to be better because I'm pretty sure parts of 3 were in 3D. Yeah, originally. the game came with glasses. Yeah, yeah, I recall an episode where you took your laptop, walked upstairs, checked your... <laughs> <laughs> no, just walked Remember? across the room. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I wasn't there, but I, yeah. you, you confirmed this for sure, that it did have 3D. Even You even had the glasses in the case still. Yeah, I can see him over there. I can see him from where I'm sitting. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so close yet so far away. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So then, um, man, Saturday or Sunday, whatever day, it was, I guess it was Sunday. Um, I sat down and decided I was just, I hadn't played drums, like really played drums in a long time in Rock Band 3. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> I played it for like four or five hours straight. <laughs> I was wow. playing through all kinds of new stuff, the new Foo Fighter stuff that's on there. Um, I I played through a lot of the career stuff, which I hadn't done. Oh, so okay. that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, I got to get back. Getting back into now. it, you know, getting those those fill patterns down again just sort of getting a feel for it and we should play some online bitch yeah yeah we should i really i do love the drums in that and i just you know i it's funny because somewhere between one and two i got really good at the drums and then it all just went away and then i added the cymbals and i just haven't played it enough and i've sort of lost that groove yeah um that'll happen but yeah, I just oh, I love the drums in that. Um, did some Pixel Junk Shooter two. Nice. With the sale, <laughs> I was able to put it on all three PS threes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Double double triple dipped, eh? Oh my god! Yeah, well, that's what I was waiting for, and I just jumped back into one of the levels just to see you know how they do with the with the diamonds, and. You know, I'm blowing through everything. I'm like, so what's the deal? You know, I know I'm missing like two diamonds. Where are they? Where are they? I finally hit the last part of that level. And it says, hey, there's treasure here. Look harder. And I was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) So this is where it is. (laughs) And I found it, too. So that's that's really cool. It's nice that it'll actually just tell you, hey, dumbass, look around. (laughs) Nice. So, yeah, I did that, and I did some Uncharted 3 last night in 3D, and I did read the beta agreement, and it does say you can't talk about it. <laughs> For Uncharted 3? Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. Even though they're giving out codes like candy. Yes. Yeah. But the, the Wait, agreement but actually says... Yeah, I know. It, it is. And the agreement says you're not allowed to talk about it or you know, disseminate the information or blah, 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 blah. But they can't. But. See, Sony, yeah. see Naughty Dog, Josh has got your back, man. Yeah. That's because he hey. saw the, uh, he saw the human sentai pad episode of 
South Park and got freaked out about all these agreements. <laughs> Which, no, actually, because I just clicked through it so quick in Journey, and I was like, oh, wait, was I, oh. Well, but that's I why, that's why I actually it. emailed and got permission to talk about the Journey beta, just in case. Yeah, I, I actually decided to read it this time and, and saw that. But uh, I will say the 3D looks awesome. <laughs> nice. It looks really good. Yeah, Even, you know, online multiplayer, 3D looks awesome. So Nice. Um, and right after that, I remembered that Tetris was supposed to have a 3D patch. Oh, God. So, yeah, I started up Tetris. And the 3D, surprisingly, is kind of pointless. Duh. <laughs> it's um, a, a 2D game in 3D. That's like playing 3D Scrabble. Yeah. Hey, it's a yeah. 3D, though. Yeah, the eye stands out, man. It's yeah. awesome. You always know where the vowels it's, are, man. <laughs> it's it's not good. It's not really good 3D. and I mean, it's there, and you can see it, but it it's kind of pointless. It seems pointless. Well, I didn't even play it. Since EA published that, did you have to pay any money for the 3D option? And no. No. <laughs> did not special dlc yeah it was um yeah i i just immediately started playing though and the the first game i went for a good 20 25 minutes um just pounding away because man the game is so freaking addictive (laughs) Uh. and there are ton of variations on there so i tried some of those and then got wrapped up in them and yeah it was bad nice um and that was it for playing but uh you know last week there were some tweets that went out because i went and saw Sandgarden. man who Sandgarden? i never heard of him <laughs> yeah Sandgarden. sand pounding what <clears throat> yeah I like the responses. What? They're still around? Really? Yeah. There's a lot of that. <laughs> Is it just me or does Chris Cornell have to be insanely tough to deal with? Because Soundgarden breaks up. Then he goes to, uh, uh, what's the other one that he was doing with? Um, Audio Slave. Yeah, Audio Slave, Audio Slave. Which I love that yeah. first album. Then they break Temple up. of the Dog. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but I mean, then, then they break up and you know, it's, it's, it's always Chris Cornell going somewhere else. He's got to be just an asshole to deal with. That's what I've heard. Oh, really? Yeah, but there's money in Soundgarden, so I'll get back together and do some more. Oh, yeah. For the other guys. Hey, did they have the original drummer? Because isn't he now in Pearl Jam? I have no idea. Did you From see where the picture? I, was sitting, yeah. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> did you see the picture he tweeted? He was pretty much on the Goodyear blimp. Yeah, I, no, res- but the- I responded and, like, can you even hear it? But that's the thing. <laughs> Pictures. You know what it's like with pictures. Yeah. When you're sitting there live, and then when you take a picture, the picture looks about five times farther away than you actually are. Yeah. They were still watching um, the show two hours after it was done. <laughs> I was going to tweet a picture of myself at the Black Keys, because they had the Black Keys, had this huge like Black Keys lighting thing going on, but with my iPhone, yeah, not happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looked ridiculous, but I figured I'd, I'd send it out anyway. Uh, like The way to describe it, they were down on the one goal line. This was at the Prudential Center where the Devils play. Mm. So they were down on the one goal line, and I was just inside the far blue line on the second level. And for those of so, you that don't don't watch hockey or don't know anything about it, it's really far. 
Yeah, it wasn't that far. I mean, I we could see the stage fine. Uh, the sound was actually the sound. It was terrible for the first song. Mm. It was like they they really didn't that's tweak be- the levels. That's because the bass player's kid was running the sound for the first song. <laughs> then they kicked him off. And I got would the regular sound that. guy on. <laughs> I would actually believe that the first song. I'm sitting there thinking, "Oh wow, this is not good." This is really not good. And then about near three quarters of the way through the song, it started to sound better. And then the next song sounded perfect. I was like, whoa, they just, somebody really messed up the levels or something. It was a mess. Um, (laughs) But for the rest of the show, they sounded awesome. They sounded just as good as they ever did. Cool. Uh very, very excited. Very good show. And beforehand, we, we were walking around, and on either side of, of, the, of the arena, basically either side of the ice, uh, this arena, they have the, the fire lounge and the ice lounge, because <laughs> it's the devils, uh. you know? And you have, to, you have to have the really expensive tickets and the box seats and whatever to even go into this, sure. as far as I know. Um, but because it's a concert, doors are wide open. So we walked, I was like, I'm never getting in here. I'm never getting those tickets anyway for a devil's game. I'll just, let's go. Plus they probably have your picture up somewhere. Do not admit this person. Yeah. Cause I have my Flyers jersey on. Um, oh, speaking of which, you oh, know, God. the reason we went to this, this was so weird. It was, this was last Friday. So Monday the Monday before this, I get an email from the Devils because I went to a Devils-Flyers game, so <clears throat> I'm a Devils fan now, they figure, and they're sending me emails all the time. <laughs> um, but they sent me this email, and it said, hey, if you buy tickets to Soundgarden, you'll get free tickets to an upcoming Devils game next season. All I'm right. Like, well, all right. For every ticket you buy, you get a free Devils ticket. I was like, And then in fine print it says... Devil's tickets not valid for Penguins, Flyers, Rangers, for you know, basically all the big games that are important and exciting that you would want to see. It's going to be like Columbus or Phoenix or something like that. <laughs> you know, so whatever. It's two free tickets. So I I called up Lou. I'm like, hey, you know, we can get we can go to Soundgarden and we'll get two free Devil's tickets. She's like, all right. I'm like, well, shit, that was easy. <laughs> No, we got to fight. No. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that was exciting. It was a good show. Really good show. Chris Cornell has the long hair again. Um, well, he had long hair at uh, that Activision thing last year. Yeah, he did. But, like, his whole solo career, he cleaned up, you know, I guess, yeah. so he could do the lounge act thing and be more presentable to the old folks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I'm Chris Cornell. Now here's something from Frank Sinatra. (laughs) It was really interesting, though, the crowd. It was funny seeing all these guys, like, basically my age or slightly older. Uh, So it's all these guys with... And most of them were, like, graying or gray. (laughs) I was like, wow, Soundgarden's become one of those bands? This is weird. Yep. Ever since Chris Cornell and Zam Fear teamed up to do that pan flute special, it's been... <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. So, master of the pan flute. Can't go wrong <laughs> Good with show, that. though. Yeah, that's Very cool. Yeah, I didn't even that's know they were touring. That's awesome. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, that If I hadn't gotten that email, I never would have known. Jeez. So, glad I did. See, you stay on those, those mailing lists for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, yeah, so then uh, the next day we're sitting around and finished up Rome. And Lou had the same reaction I did to the end of Rome. She's like, well, that just kind of ended abruptly <laughs> and weird. <laughs> kind of like the Roman Empire, really. Yeah. And the problem was, it was supposed to be five seasons, and HBO canceled it in the middle of the second season. Yeah. So they jammed a lot of what they wanted to do for season three and four into the second season. <laughs> Every so episode it was, was very years. rushed. Yeah. Well, the first season was very rushed, uh, you know, and the second season was incredibly rushed and then just had a weird ending. It just, it felt unfinished. It just felt odd. Huh. So I was always kind of disappointed with that. And speaking of odd finishes, we started watching Deadwood right after that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man. Because that also had the weird sort of Holy shit, it's just going to end. Yeah, it's ending bullshit. in the third season. And he goes off to do um, that, uh, what the hell was that that show called? It was... Uh, John from Cincinnati. Yeah, John from Cincinnati, which was the weirdest, yeah. fucked up, like, just... I, mean, that, I don't even know how to describe how fucked up that show was. It it wasn't good. No. And he took half the cast from Deadwood. Yeah. And his dialogue... The, he's got one style of writing, and it was basically the same... In Deadwood and John from Cincinnati, you know he made just, David Lynch look like Kevin Smith. I mean, it, uh, <laughs> and that's saying something. Wow! Oh God, it was. Oh, and 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 speaking of yeah. what the fuck Hollywood, they're gonna remake Old Boy, and guess who's gonna direct it? No, they're not. Spike fucking Lee. Oh no! Spike oh, Lee is going to to direct way. the remake of fucking Old Boy. Really? Oh, that's wrong. Are you fucking... Speak- have you seen The Miracle of Santa Ana? It's that's terrible. Wrong. I've been trying that to figure out this... It shouldn't be remade in this, the first place. No, it shouldn't. Ri- this Rise of the Apes bullshit. Like, what the hell? I have friends that are freaking out about that movie. It looks... I'm sorry to say it looks horrible. Yeah. For, what, Planet of the Apes? The, no, the, the, the one the, with... The new one. With Franco, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I'm excited for that. That's right. You were I flipping out at that uh, beginning of X Men. Yeah. You were flipping out. And so, no. See, I knew the trailer and I knew what it was. And Chris was sitting at Chris from PSN Stores was sitting next to me. He's like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "Just wait, just wait, just wait." Yeah. And it gets to the end. It says, "You know, Rise of the Planet of the Apes." And he went, "Oh!" <laughs> he got all excited too. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. That looks stupid. <laughs> see, Sorry, but. I'm a fan of all of the original movies. I have the big box set, the Blu-ray box set, which is gorgeous. It has this incredible book that it's packaged in. Um, And those movies, you know, the first one was awesome. Second one was okay. Third one was really good. And And then then it just became a caricature of itself and... Kind of shoddy, yeah. Mm -hmm. But... But the story, the the idea of it, the concept, I love the concept of it, you know? And this 
is the most exciting part of the whole Planet of the Apes mythology, the where it all happens. Sure. You know? So it just looks exciting as hell to me. Anyway. Uh, yeah. It's it's you know it's gonna be better than Marky Mark bullshit that was happening. Well, yeah. Tim Burton fucked that I one. I mean, up. come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm sure now Jason's going, Oh, it's gonna be awesome because he's the polar opposite of me. So <laughs> He's Bizarro Glenn. Apparently. No, I'm yeah. Bizarro Jason, apparently. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I also finally caught up on in betweeners, got to the very end of it, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. hmm. Really? It's a good show. Yeah. It's only three seasons and they're it's British, so it's six episodes per yeah, season, yeah. you know. So you sneeze and it's over. Um <laughs> But they are making a movie. The movie is actually supposed to be out in a month or two. Oh wow. Um, oh, I forgot to mention I saw Hall Pass. Oh yeah? It's really good. Is it? <laughs> I don't like Owen Wilson at all. It's a funny fucking movie. It, I didn't realize it's the Fairley brothers. Yep. And, uh, uh, I think it's just one of them, isn't it? No, it's both of them. Oh, is it? I thought it yeah, was, it was both the Fairley brothers, but, um, it's funny. And I, I mean, uh, well, Christine Applegate, she's always good, but, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of anybody's name right now. What's that podcast from England that we always watch on HBO and I can't think of his name. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais show his, uh, cohort, the guy with the glasses, uh, is in the movie. Stephen Merchant. Merchant, yeah. He's fucking awesome. And if you watch the movie, go all the way through the credits, which my friend uh, Shelly missed, because they do two or three different things in the credits, not even just bloopers, but extra shit on the movie. Holy... It, it, I mean, it wasn't... I'm going to get shit for this, but for me, it wasn't Dumb and Dumber, and it wasn't uh, you know me, myself, and Irene, but... It was really good. Kingpin. Oh, Kingpin. Oh, my God. So, like, Joel would have missed everything in the credits, right? Yeah, because he would have jumped up and started doing wind sprints <laughs> up and down. And... <laughs> I wish I had yep. that video. I That's can't the... sit still. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've ever seen from Joel. I mean, you literally jumped up in the air, and then you started bringing your knees up to your face, and then you ran out. Yeah, I felt like I was... fuck is he? What the fuck? I felt like my testicles had made their way up to my neck. I was sitting there so fucking long. Like, I gotta get up. The jump. You gotta learn to relax, boy. Yeah, it was a, like a two and a half hour movie. How can you sit still for that four? long? It wasn't even two hours. Yeah, it felt like four. Oh, no, I, I liked it, but I, I can't sit still for too long. Even when I play games, I always gotta get move around. And sorry, just me. Can't sit still. Uh, and so, on that note, uh, since uh, none of us can sit still, why don't we take our break? <laughs> there you Aww. go. What? What do you want to say? I Kill Bill was on AMC. <gasps> the first one. Yeah. Mm. Well, but it was on AMC. <laughs> did you hear that? So, he, did you hear that he's he's might be doing a, a Kill Bill prequel? Oh, yeah. And cool. and an Inglorious Bastards sequel or a prequel. Yeah. Uh, because, well, they were talking about that when they made it. Well, there's a bunch of scenes that he cut out uh, that gets into the bat that the bear Jew uh, uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's this whole setup that's taken where, where he's from. I think he's from Philadelphia or something. Or Boston, I think it is. And uh, he, there's all these Jews in the neighborhood, and he has like all these Jews sign that bat. 
And one of the signatures on the bat, or one of the names on the bat, is Anne Frank, actually. But, um, but there's all these scenes, and, and Tarantino said, oh, we'll just use those scenes for the prequel. And that's why he didn't include them anywhere. Hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, they were talking about, you know, the because he was, um, what's his face? Uh, Brad Pitt was in Italy at one point. Right. Supposedly, you know, he talks, <laughs> buongiorno. Yeah. <laughs> buongiorno. <laughs> um, they were talking about doing that in the prequel. Oh, my God. Actually. So, oh, please, yeah, but. Quentin, please. Yeah, it was Kill Bill Volume 1, and of course, it's gorgeous. It's so beautifully shot, yeah. and it's such a great story, and I'm watching it for about 10, 15 minutes, and then the blood is cut out and the cursing is cut out and then they go to commercial and I went, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Let me guess, TNT? No, it was AMC. Oh, AM- AMC cut that shit out? Yes. That's odd. Yes. And it That's was, bullshit. it was, see, I was able to watch it for a while because it was right when um, the bride got to Japan and she's sitting there oh. and she wants her sword and you know that was all fine she's with the Tori Hanzo and yeah. yeah there's no real cursing or anything in that but then of course you see uh, Lucy Liu and her rise to power in the Yakuza and that all goes to shit and I was uh. like oh. and then it went to commercial and I was like I'm out <laughs> <sighs> not so. to get overly technical on these things but how does this work I mean don't they cut that shit themselves so that they can give it to television stations to air this, yes. Or is it the actual television? Because, like in Walking Dead, there is some graphic shit on AMC, and in, in yeah. the behind the scenes, they yeah, were saying is. that AMC let them do whatever they wanted, and they didn't cut anything. So well, I think it, it varies. Cut. Yeah, they have a TV cut. Yeah, and so it's not really AMC's for fault these that movies. It was cut like yeah, that. well, but, but still, that's the thing. Why isn't the, AMC the, moment, the regular one? Yeah, but the know. moment they do something like that, the moment they they change the dialogue, the moment they cut scenes out because they're too graphic the moment they go to commercial i'm done because yeah, why bother i can i can watch it streaming i can go up and grab the blu-ray off the shelf and watch the blu-ray i refuse to watch you the know? blu-rays i refuse to buy the blu-rays until they bring out a, a good box set which then nah, I, I got them because no. i i just, I just want them do it. i, I love do it. that <laughs> oh wait no 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 i might actually i might have bought the blu-rays because they actually had the extra stuff on them because the DVDs were real bare bones. That's what it was. Yeah, I never, I never bought Kill Bill Volume Two on DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was that's always my disappointment. It's one of those movies where I would, if it was on Cinemax or something, I would have watched the whole thing right yeah. from there. I, I would not have gotten out. But the moment the commercial hit, I'm out. Oh my God, I it's love those just, movies. I never watch a movie I own on TV. Oh, I do all Ever. the time. Oh, I just I'll grab the disc. I actually sit on the couch and go, what the fuck am I doing? It's sitting 10 feet behind me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pathetic. There's several of those movies that if it's on, I'm, I'm screwed. It's the, that thing you do comes on. I flip it on. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and yeah, I have to watch the no. whole thing all over again because I, I love. I still can't believe that extended cut of uh, that thing you do that I saw one night. I think it was on Stars or something with a shitload of extra scenes, including Tom Hanks. His character is gay, and his boyfriend is Howie Long. Yeah, I can't believe it. I I've never seen that, and they didn't put it on the DVD. It's no. it's Tom Hanks' baby. He wrote it. He directed it. It was his thing, and there was never even like any kind of special edition or no. any kind of extra stuff on the DVD. It sucks. Yeah, I I was blown away. I thought I was asleep. I actually thought I was dreaming because there was all this extra shit in the movie. Like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> yeah. 
Weird. Ugh. All right. Well, uh, now that my segue is completely shot, let's take Thank our you. break. When we come back, I'll do a pretty short review of uh, NCAA since I spent so much time writing the damn thing. And then uh, we've got a buttload of emails and voicemails, so we'll make this a uh, we'll make this a community show this week. So we wanted to get back into into form with that. So uh, we will be right back. Hang with us. We are back. Uh, I know I mentioned this earlier on, but uh, very, very cool. Uh, some of our friends that we talked to quite a bit on the PR side are the guys over at Something Else Music Works, and uh, they sent over three copies of the Infamous 2 soundtrack, the Blue CD. So I think this is like the the music when you're on the good side. I think there's a red uh, soundtrack as well, but this is the blue one. Now, this is the actual CD. Uh, the, there is a link in our show notes, though, if you want to go out and buy it digitally. Uh, it's 10 bucks for the for the soundtrack. But uh, you get your chance here to actually win one of the CDs, and we'll send it out to you. Uh, it's a pretty pretty awesome soundtrack, actually. I listened to it on, listened to, it on the way to work the other day. So, uh, pretty easy question, but it makes you work a little bit. And uh, we're going to ask you to email this to us at podcast at psnation.org uh, with the subject line, Infamous 2 CD. And uh, the question is, how many pictures of Joe Garcia from the Mafia 2 event are posted on our website? So, a little bit easier than it sounds. And I think once you get over to the site, you'll probably find that out. Yeah, hint, hint. Look at the pictures. Pictures. (laughs) Hint. Pictures, you say? Pictures. (laughs) I I think that's good enough to lead people down the right path. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Well, I, I also I've got the the NCAA review to do, but I, I we thought about something during the break. Did anybody play this Catherine demo that came out? Catherine from Atlas. You know, we've been hearing about this game so much, and uh, the demo actually hit this week. And I downloaded it, but I haven't played it. I didn't know if either of you two got to play it yet. I played it last night. Oh, really? Well, fill us in. Right I quick. played. I played all the way through it. Holy! <laughs> sh- how long did it take? Um. Not incredibly long. There's not a ton of gameplay. There's a lot of cutscene. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it is it is a weirdly Japanese, fucked up kind of anime type sort of game. <laughs> <laughs> There's a box quote to you for you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's quite awesome uh, from what I played. Okay. You well, no, you don't, you don't have to tell us too it. much about it because obviously it's a demo that yeah. everybody can grab. 
I, I can't I can't figure out how to describe it anyway. But well, then don't get out there to the PSN store and download it and uh, give it a try. Yeah, there's puzzle stuff going on. There's there's all kinds of just weird weirdness. The imagery is just amazing. It's like the most bizarre acid anime dream you've ever had in your life. <laughs> huh. Wow. It's cool. Yeah, I do want Very to give cool. it a try this weekend. So I'm really looking forward to that. Seen so much on this game, and we didn't even know if it was coming out to the U.S. for a while. And uh, yeah, so I do want to check that out. All right. Well, uh, I'm not going to go too far into this NCAA stuff on uh, on the show because I spent a lot of time writing. <laughs> so uh, I mean, obviously, when I talk about football, especially college football, I like college football, but I'm not into it like a lot of people are. Uh, I didn't go to a Big Ten college or anything like that, and and uh, you know I follow the Badgers, and and occasionally I'll watch to see how KU's doing, but uh, you know I'm a Badger fan, and that's that's pretty much the the extent of my college football uh, involvement. So I'm not going to get into the whole thing about well, like Texas State's uniform is wrong or whatever else. I'll notice that stuff in MLB, but not on here. But uh, you know, NCAA football, uh, I thought we had it last year. We didn't. They skipped us last year. Or I probably forgot to ask for it. But uh, this year, it's pretty refreshing, I, I, I must say. Uh, the first thing you're going to notice is pretty much, I don't know if it's a brand new graphics engine, but it's really upgraded. Uh, it looks very natural now. Uh, the grass looks great when you get on the, onto some of the close-ups. And it's got this full HDR lighting engine now. So everything's shadowed correctly. It looks really, really natural, though. Uh, it even does day-to-night transitions, the whole nine, uh, which is pretty badass. So visually, I, I think it's great. I mean, you see it, it's got a lot more uh, stable frame rate this time. It doesn't have the hitching when you hike the ball. Yeah, uh-huh. hey, uh-huh. nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty sweet. And, uh, you know, you see, like, uh, again, I've been playing as the Badgers, so, I, you know, you see, like, your mascots in the, in the other end zones, you know, past the end zones, and they're always doing something. They're always either doing these little tricks or whatever else. I mean, there's always something going on. Uh, the crowd still looks pretty pixely. You know, they, they don't look perfect, but... <clears throat> Sorry, I had to sneeze. Gesundheit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll edit that out. But, uh, I mean, the crowd still has that kind of pixely look, but it's cool because you can actually see they have, like, a section where the visiting team crowd sits in uh, at Camp Randall. So they did that pretty well, and, and Camp Randall looks great. Uh, I did play in Ohio State, and I thought the stadium itself looked good, but the stuff that was kind of farther off in the distance looked terrible. So, but who cares? You're playing football. You're you're worried about what's on the field, and uh, it's a fun game this year. Uh, they they've really fixed a lot of things. First off, the running game is so good this year. The running game is I don't know if I didn't even read. They, they always send you this review packet. EA, EA Sports does because there's so much in these games, and. Uh, I didn't even read it this year because I just wanted to kind of go in flat and just see what happens. And the running game is so well done. Uh, the blocking is really well done now. You can really cut to the lanes more. Uh, you're using the right stick to finesse your way through some things. Uh, it feels so good this year. Uh, I really, 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 really love the fucking running game in this. Uh, passing game's definitely been improved as well, although um, it still seems like occasionally a defender will just magically appear where he's supposed to be to swat the ball away. It's not as bad as it's been in years past in Madden and NCAA, but it's still there every now and then. Also, uh, as an example, I had a defender 
God, he had to be the only one within 10 yards of the football. And he was just waiting for the ball to come down for an interception. And he jumps up and it just falls out of his arms. It, it still feels like there's a dice roll that happens when you're going to get an interception or not. So, I don't know. Although, one guy I was playing online had no problem intercepting me like five times. So, <laughs> oh, no. Whatever. That's... <laughs> maybe, I don't know, yeah, maybe I don't know the button combination for the uh, automatic interception, but... Uh, yeah, that was pretty. Oh god, that guy was a dick. Uh, so back to the single player. Well, you know, I, I played a lot of the single player, and uh, I wrote on this. One of my biggest complaints is the fact that there's no just simple season mode. I just want to play a season. That's all I want to do. I don't want to manage. I don't want to create my high school character and ro- work my way through college. That's not the way I play sports games, except for Road to the Show. Road to the Show is different though, because it's baseball and it's awesome. Uh, but I, I ended up playing this dynasty mode, which is pretty much a season, but you have to manage the team too. Now, luckily you can set a lot of the stuff for the computer to do it. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing it right. I don't know if I'm supposed to be recruiting guys and all this other crap, but I'm not, I'm just playing through my season, which is cool because I did check it against the Badgers actual season this year and it is accurate. So it is the right teams and, now that Nebraska's in the Big Ten, that kind of thing, it's a little scary because my game against Nebraska, whoa, they were tough. Uh, but I still won. Uh, I am playing this on the one difficulty above the uh, standard one. So the one that's by default on there, I'm playing one harder than that. I just can't remember what it's called. It's like all pro or something. <clears throat> Maybe all college, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but it, it plays really well. It, it plays way better. Uh, you know, if you play play action now, you're not going to get sacked every time. Uh, you can definitely audible out of things a little bit easier. Uh, it's much easier to read the defenses now. Uh, there was one thing that was really cool. I don't know if this is in the past games or not, but I never noticed it. But when I was playing defense, I usually start on the line. I don't start as a linebacker or safety, but uh, I'll start on the line, and you can click down on L3, and it'll actually move the camera around and put you it, – it goes behind your character, but in direct view of where the ball is. So obviously the quarterback at the line. So you can play it kind of from a different perspective, which I really liked. Uh, and you can just select it by just clicking down on L3 back and forth. It, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, it uh, sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's very intuitive. Uh, pick and plays is great. They have some streamlined stuff in there, which, again, I don't know if it was in the last year's because I didn't play last year's. But uh, like to go to special teams, if you're in a play-calling thing, just hit triangle and you go right to special teams. Uh, that kind of thing. So very, very nicely done. Uh, you know, they've got the the different clock options. Like if you're way ahead, it'll actually chew the time for you a little bit more. It, it plays great. I mean, th- and to me, that's the most important part of, of this game is how it plays. And they've really done a great job with the balance. Uh, there's been a couple instances where, like I said, it seems like the defender kind of gets there magically or whatever, but it's nowhere near as bad as it's been before. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's really cool. Uh, played some online. Now, I was playing online the day before the game came out, so the servers officially weren't supposed to be up yet or anything else, so my, my first two experiences may not, have, may not be indicative of the real game, and it doesn't sound like it is. And it actually sounds like the, the servers are getting hammered this week, and they're doing fine, but uh, the first two games I played got knocked out. That, like, they just disconnected, so I don't know what was going on. The third game I played, and, and by the way, I'm playing. I'm playing online, and as usual, I'm, I'm using the Badgers because that's my team. They're ranked number eleven. Every time I connect to do a game, some douche would pick like from the top three teams. Every time, 
you can't just pick your team and enjoy the game. No, you gotta you gotta pick the best team so you can get ranked number one online and all the other bullshit. To me, that's not fun. Uh, but I just got walked all over by this dude. He was like. He would run the ball down and get to the end zone and he or to the goal line, and then he would take a right and run parallel with the end, with the goal line until he got to the other side and then go in for the touchdown. That kind of shit. Guy was just a total douche. So, way to go, douche, internet douche, fucking asshole. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that dude was a douche. Uh, but I played the whole game. I didn't like you know rage quit or anything. But uh, yeah. It it is really good. The online play was very solid when it was working right. Uh, again, like I said, the, the servers won't even, weren't even supposed to be up yet. So, uh, the online play was great. The voice chat was good. Uh, there was that little bit of perceived lag, like in all online sports games. Uh, it was definitely manageable. It was actually better than Madden last year, which played pretty well online. But uh, yeah, I, I, again, you know, we get these games early. The online wasn't even on for the first week, so. Yeah, I can only wait so long. I did put a video up on the website also on on my review uh, showing a, a full quarter of online play just so you could see how it plays and how it looks. So definitely check that out if you're interested. But I give the game an A. I, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I, I even with some of the faults, I think it's probably one of the best football games I've played uh, overall, and it's it's definitely one of the best looking ones I've ever played. So uh, it, it's it's. Definitely worthy. It, it, there's so much more in the game that I didn't even touch on, and I'm not going to touch on because I'll never touch that stuff. But uh, it, it's it's a lot, and uh, just the fact that it doesn't hitch when you hike is really nice. <laughs> Let's hope the Madden team got that down this year too. They better. Yeah. <laughs> they well, we'll better. find out because Joel will be doing that review. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be a two-word review. Shit sandwich. Shit sand- if they don't fix <laughs> if they don't fix that stupid hitch. <laughs> I've got two words for you. Shit sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So, no, if you're into the NCAA games, this is definitely worthy. Uh, if you want me to compare it to last year's, I can't. I, I didn't have last year's. I didn't play it. Uh, but what I played here, and I came in totally cold, really enjoying it. And, I, you know, I, I definitely want to get on and play with some of these guys. And, uh, actually, as an aside, uh, our buddy WVO6 has already uploaded a, uh, an NCAA 12 roster because uh, a lot of the teams have a lot of errors, apparently. So uh, they used uh, they used a website called the gaming the gaming tailgate dot com roster, uh, which actually has all the full names of the players and coaches as the template. Uh, so they uploaded it into the game. Uh, the PSN is gaming tailgate as one word, and it's created by Big Y or Big W Y. Uh, so it's got all the players named and the coaches are edited. Uh, the version that they did, they actually modified that a little bit more, so you can look up the PSN name WV06, and you can grab that uh, roster. So, which I really like about that game. I know that Josh, you'd played some in the past where you could actually create your whole team online on on like a yeah. computer, and and they still have all that stuff in there where you can actually do it on the website and it uploads to your game, which is really cool too. I'm just amazed the game's been out. I mean, I know the review copy was out. You had it for a little while, but the game just came out, and here people have already created a full set of rosters. Well, they probably had everything listed already. You know what I mean? Like they probably had all the data ready to go, and they just. But the cool thing is, you don't have to do it on your PS3 with a controller. You can just go to the website, and they have this really robust system on the website uh, where you can do all this team management and everything else right there, and actually. Uh, when it does reviews, it'll actually do like highlights for you too. Uh, 
you can actually upload pictures of the highlights that they take, and they're like these, you know, kind of like in Gran Turismo where it kind of uh, does more work on the picture to make it look better. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do that with these pictures as well. I put a couple on the review. Those are the ones that are bigger than the other ones. So I'm, I'm sure Josh went crazy when he saw those. <laughs> but I, I told I told Joel too. I'm like, well, these two aren't going to fit, but I don't care. I want to use them. But uh, uh, they look fantastic, and and it's funny because I laughed. It's totally EA at this point because you get ten slots to upload these pictures, and if you want more slots, you can pay money for them at EA.com. <laughs> Here come yeah. the add-ons. Uh, no, it's really cool. I mean, you can put some of your your replays up there as well, and it, it, they're really focusing on the, on the community based stuff, and and uh, it's very impressive. So yeah, the integration with the the website and with the online portion of it, and just in the game itself, is is really blurring that line. It, it's it's uh, integrated very very well. So impressive stuff. Good to hear. I know some of our listeners last year was was saying that at least for football eleven or NCAA football eleven, that it was better than Madden. At the because uh, it used to be that yeah. they would it would use like the the former or the past year's Madden um, engine, but now they seem to put more juice into this than they used to, you and uh, it's, it's comparable if not better. In, at least last year, a lot of people were saying that the Madden franchise, which is high praise. Well, I mean, and I know the, you were really, the hitch excluded. Yeah, well, I know you were really frustrated with Madden last year, and, and the year before uh, we had both NCAA and Madden. And I actually thought NCAA was a lot more solid than Madden that year. I thought, even if it wasn't as flashy, uh, I thought it was just a, a lot more solid game. And, you know, they put a lot more stuff in this year where, you know, they show the teams walking out. And they'll have, like, if they have something they put their hands on when they're walking out, it's all in the game there. And uh, they've got a lot of the mascots now. Not all of them, obviously, because there's so many damn colleges in college football. But even like but there's so much detail even on the on the mascots i mean bucky looks awesome oh i do want to say this though i am a little a little disappointed because i mean bucky is really well done in, in the game and i mean i've been to a, at least i've been to one game at at camp randall i know i think you've been to a couple games right yeah i go every year a couple yeah. couple games um one thing that's really disappointing so far and it's nice that they're doing the mascot stuff now but they haven't really gone completely yet uh whenever the badgers i think it's whenever they score or whenever they do a touchdown he does push-ups right and, and they didn't put that in the game yet so that was a little disappointing i was like oh man bucky looks so good this year oh this is gonna be cool and then i, I scored a touchdown I'm like where the fuck are the push-ups <laughs> do so. they play the house of pain song and the bleachers are actually bouncing up and down no, with everybody that's the other problem yeah. but i mean they did the license that song so oh i i know i'm just being sarcastic you would think that they would do that though i mean that's camp randall's really well known for that so you would think they would actually pay the money to license that song I mean, what else is house of pain doing come on <laughs> not much yeah so yeah it's um it is. It's a really good game. I've, I've been enjoying the shit out of it, and and like the guys were saying, Aggie and uh, uh, Hatman, I've been playing it all week. I've that's really taken a lot of my time this week. So. As long as it plays a good game of football, it's that's all it really matters. Really, I mean, I know people are complaining about the rosters, and I'm sure it's a legitimate complaint. But when I compare the two, like we were just talking about, it's which one plays a better game of football. It yeah. will be the one that I'll be that I'll be playing the most. Yeah. Well, Madden looked good when we saw it at E3. It looked a lot different than last year's. Uh, it just looked a lot more refined. So we'll see how it turns out in the end, though. Good. Yeah. All right, well, we have a shitload of like voicemails and emails here, so we need to dump right into these things. Uh, you want to just go with a voicemail and then email? Voicemail, just go boy-non-boy-non? Boy, 
Sure. All right. Well, our first voicemail is from someone that's been typing to us all night, even though he says he's not really drunk, even though he said he was drunk earlier on. Yeah, everybody knows who this is. <laughs> As usual, you will not thank me for this voicemail. Thanks, Cooper. It's a Cooper. Uh, and I've been partying with the captain tonight, and it's been great. The in-laws and everything, well, I can't complain. Um, I've been playing some games lately. They're old games, so I guess I can't talk, I can't talk to you about that. But still, none of you guys are online. Especially not Josh, because he is not a buddy. And this is not a oh. a call to make him my friend because I don't want him because he sucks. <laughs> I mean, if it was Josh on the stick, everybody would come to fuck off. Joe rocks, of course. Glenn, I've beaten you in most of the Marvel pinball tables, and uh, you know it, and you are not happy. As <laughs> I am not happy about the tables. You got more points than me on. But still. Captain America. What's your plans for summer? That's what I want to know. Because my plans are none. <laughs> I'm going to drink when I can. Party when I can. Swim in the ocean when I can. And enjoy the fucking sun. Um, Wait, they have the sun other there? than that, I hope you guys have There's a great summer. And... Before you know it, I know I've said this a lot of times before, but before you know it, I'm in your backyard, and you're mm-hmm. scared, and I'll see you Stalker. in person, all right? So have a good one. Take it easy, and I hope I can find my close call button. Bye-bye. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Always classic moments with the pooper. <laughs> I see what he's doing. He's trying to use reverse psychology there. He doesn't even want to be my friend anymore. Right. Nope. Uh, so now you're going to want to be his friend more than ever. Aren't Did you? it work? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to answer his question, what are we doing for the summer? I, I'm like Pooper. In the summertime, I the gaming decreases and being outside increases. That. I live in a area probably not too different from Norway, where it's winter like eight to nine months of the year. So <laughs> you you only get too much you don't get too much opportunity to get outside and enjoy it. So that's less rather, gaming in the summer and more outside. That's rather presumptuous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm editing home videos, and I've got a birthday party next weekend, and my birthday's after that. Uh, and then planning for Extra Life. Yep, we're planning for Extra Life already. October 15th, everybody. So there's my summer shot. And working like <laughs> fucking mad. <laughs> Glamorous, right? Josh? Me? Wow. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Playing games. What can I tell you? I don't All know. Right, then. All right. Nothing well, on special. to email number one, then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. Well, I did it. I finally caught up with listening to every PS Nation podcast from one to whatever you're at now. God, do you hate yourself? That's impressive. That's a lot of time. A few episodes ago, Joel mentioned the Time Warp Kmart. Actually, I called it the Ghetto Kmart, but that's (laughs) close. It is the Ghetto Kmart. I just wanted to report that I went there 
and found in the toy section a Darth Vader action figure from 1999. Wow. Awesome. See? Told you. Finally, my question. I picked up a Killzone 3 PS3 bundle that came with Killzone 2 just after the MGC to replace my 60-gig PS3. I haven't liked a first-person shooter game since GoldenEye for the Nintendo 64, so I was thinking I would just sell these but decided to give them a shot. I managed to play through them both and even have played them both online a bit. What I'm curious about is I find Killzone 2's multiplayer to be more complete-feeling experience than the multiplayer in Killzone 3. I also found the gameplay of Killzone 2 with far less on-rails sections to be a little more rewarding. Hmm. Glenn especially, comparing Killzone 2 to 3, do you feel the same about them all, and is there anything that I should specifically try with the multiplayer on Killzone 3 to better my experience with it? Otherwise, I might sell it and just keep playing 2. They are both great games... I just feel like, for whatever reason, 2 has an edge in everything but sound design and graphic clarity. Hmm. Anyway, keep up the great show. See you at MGC. And this is from Dan Lucen, the founder and main proprietor of MGC. Huh. Yeah, we've been talking about this lately. Um, the, the, I, you know, one of the things that you have to get over is the differences in the, in the multiplayer on 2 compared to 3. I mean, three obviously. You know, they added the jetpacks to certain levels and the mechs to certain levels, that kind of thing. Uh, um, it's it's. I think it's a little bit different now because they've released some map packs and a couple. You know, they've got some classic maps in there now, and uh, you know the gameplay is pretty different though. Uh, they've they've definitely sped it up a little bit. Uh, it does it, it does seem like you have a little bit less weight to you, even though you still have some weightiness to you. Uh, it's just a different gameplay though. Um, <clears throat> the thing I like is the fact that the frame rate is definitely a lot more consistent in three, especially when when things get heated up. Whereas in a couple of the maps on Killzone Two, they would get a tad choppy. But yeah, it, it's it's weird. I mean, you don't have your portable uh, your portable spawn points anymore, and also you can't spawn on your squad, which I think is the biggest problem in the game right now is that you can't spawn on your squad leader. Uh, I think that really breaks things up, and uh, you know, it kind of defeats the purpose because one of the things about spawning on your squad leader is that you can kind of shore up your defenses a little bit and go out all as one big group to try to to, to attack something. Uh, but the portable spawn points, you know, they they would just get spammed anyway all the time in Killzone Two to begin with. So everybody saw that big plume of smoke, and they all knew where you were going to be spawning, and they would just they would just surround it, you know. So it's it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't in, in certain situations. Um, I think you just need to make sure that you find a good group of people to play with and that really understands the game. And, I, and it does make it a lot more enjoyable when you're playing with people that know how to play the game together. Um, I've actually really been enjoying the, the hell out of the multiplayer in Killzone 3 lately uh, because I've gotten used to it now and, and uh, I'm getting more familiar with the maps, that kind of thing. Uh, and it's my own fault for not playing it as much. It's just it's, I've had so much to do. Um yeah, I don't know. And actually, for the for the single player, I thought that the overall story in Killzone Two was probably a little more uh, clear. But I actually really liked the story in Killzone Three, especially with because you're seeing the hell from the, from the Helgen point of view how there's this internal struggle on Helgen. And, you know, the, the humans all think that they're firing this, this really well-laid-out army and everything else and that they're so 
uh, coordinated, and then you see the truth, and that is, you know, there's this warring faction inside the Helgen army as well. And uh, I, I kind of like that aspect. And the ending was a little weird. I do agree. I mean, all of a sudden, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to give it away still, but it, the ending's weird. Whereas the ending in two, it made sense, and it, it was kind of one of those holy shit moments. This time around, really wasn't a holy shit moment. You're like, what? What just happened? Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with the story after this, obviously. But uh, if it felt more on rails, I mean, I don't think it felt more on rails. I thought the single player felt really good this time around. So, I don't get that one. That's a tough one. (laughs) I mean, I've beaten both of them, but I didn't think it felt like it was on rails as much as Killzone 2 was. I don't know. Yeah. Good question, though. I'll have to think about that more. Yeah, nice to hear from Dan Lucen. You, yeah, no shit. At MGC, you, the guy's like a blur. <laughs> like, hey, Dan. He's just, and he's a busy guy at, at MGC, and he probably yeah. just got over his MGC hangover. So I wouldn't doubt it. Welcome, welcome back to the real world, buddy. <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> All right. Well, our second voicemail from uh, our buddy that uh, we barely got to meet at E3, but we got to see him a couple times, uh, Mr. Steve Reefer. Hey, guys. Uh, Steve Reefer. We're in Reefer Rolls and DSN and everything else. Hey, uh, <laughs> Sir Colin, active one, getting to call you guys after meetings out at E3. Sorry I didn't get to meet you, Joel. Uh, I had to get home, so. Hey, uh, with all the, I figure not all, but I guess the, the rumors floating around that the PS4 might hit next year, which I kind of doubt. Wondering what kind of feature set or what kind of, uh, uh, CPU or whatever you think those guys should go with. Um, you know, should they go more of a, a PC style programming, or should they stick with the architecture of the cell and just maybe throw another cell in, some more memory, different uh, video card? You know, I was wondering what you guys thought would make the the, the next generation PlayStation the bomb shit that we know it will be. So, all right, keep up good work and uh, peace. <laughs> Eight cell processors. No, uh... <laughs> Here, well, first off, I think we probably will see a hint of a PS4 next year. I don't think it'll be until TGS, though. That's that's my prediction. I don't think we'll see it at E3, and if we see it, it'll be way off from being delivered or you know being delivered to us. So um, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you want to see in the next PlayStation? I think NASA's not doing any more space shuttle launches because they're focusing on PS4. It's going to be the bomb, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. And I haven't really thought much about the next generation because I still think this one's got some life in it. And uh, it's, you know, what more can we see? It's just, it's hard to fathom how much better it could get, you know, yeah. as far as graphics and sound. It, it, we saw the, the Battlefield trailer at, at GDC and, and we saw... I think I think we saw what the PC, a very high end PC rig, is capable of, yeah. and maybe maybe the next generation of consoles will hit that level. But that level isn't that far off of where we are now. So no. I don't know. Hard to hard to even think about it just yet. I, I have no idea what to expect next. Josh, I don't want the don't next either. generation for like another three years. I don't either. I'm very happy where <laughs> it's I'm simple at. Simple right as that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think Microsoft will announce at E3 next year. It probably will come out at the end of uh, 2013, 
I think Sony will... I don't know if they'll announce. Um, but I don't I don't see them waiting for, for Tokyo Game Show. I, I mean, that's a big announcement that, hey, our next console's coming. That's an E3 announcement more than a Tokyo Game Show announcement. Yeah, but Sony's a Japanese company. Yeah, but... TGS is a bigger to deal to them than you think. I know, but they hey, they, to... they announced the, 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 the NGP in Japan. Yeah, but they announced the PS3 at E3. Well, just saying. I don't know. I, th- I think I, I think know. June of next year is too early to, to even mention a PS4, though. I really do. Uh, they've got yeah, a head so of steam right now, and, and they've got titles already showing in 2012. I just don't see them doing it that early in 2012. And I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to see Microsoft either. do it, but I, I kind of feel that they will. They'll probably try to jump and, them again, yeah. And maybe they won't, though, because, you know, they're pushing the whole Kinect thing. I, I think it may yeah. it may sort of fall as to how well that's all selling and how well the software is selling. I don't think Kinect's doing that well. And the thing is, I, and I say that because I, I'm seeing huge discounts all over the place already whenever I look at tech bargains. And, uh, you know... Connect was that mechanism that Microsoft was using to extend the 360's life. And I just don't think it's doing it. And I think that's going to force them to try to get their next platform out sooner than later. Yeah. Meh. Who knows? I'm yeah. with you, Josh. I'm not you guys both. I'm not ready either. <laughs> that's oh, why God, I can't no. probably, that's probably why I can't think about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping for over for a 12-year life cycle, not just 10. <laughs> <laughs> Consoles are just starting to hit their stride. I mean, yeah. the PS3 is really, they're, they're finally unlocking the potential of it. The, the firmware has gotten to a nice, good, stable place. You know, they can still add some stuff. But it's, After only it's 200 updates. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's my point. I mean, yeah. it took this long to get here. I don't want to now throw this out and get something new. That's, that's ridiculous. It's too soon. Yeah, I agree. I agree, but I mean, I think the only thing that will push a PlayStation 4 to really be something that would come to the forefront is if they have some integration ideas with the Vita that just don't work on the PS3 and they need the new hardware. I think that's the only thing that will kind of make it compelling enough to Sony to to push it forward. So, PS4, virtual reality. (laughs) Uh, Next email. Online games for an older gamer. Well, you should be the one to read this, then. (laughs) Yeah, okay, mister. I can't get a joke out because I'm too confused and old and my birthday's in a couple weeks. I'm just tired. (laughs) All right, right, so this one's from Tony Parra from Los Angeles. Nice. It says, hey, guys, great podcast. Been listening for over two years now, and I always look forward to each new episode. Quick question. I'm an older gamer, late 40s, Whoa. and I just don't have the patience or, des- or dexterity <laughs> or density <laughs> dexterity to play online shooters anymore and usually stay away from the online components of those games. Are there any online games that may not be so fast-paced? That you can think I may enjoy. I've heard good things about Assassin's Creed Brotherhood multiplayer. Any other suggestions? My PSN ID is Tpara2003, P-A-R-R-A, 2003, if anyone wants to add me to their friends. All right, so wait, to keep this to wait, a minimum. Wait, wait, wait. He's in Los Angeles? Why wasn't he at the live show? Fucking A. 
Hey, Next yeah, email. Fucker. Next email. All right, there are no games for you. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> um, no, he's an old man. He was confused. He couldn't figure out how to get there. Where am I going? It was after dark. He can't drive after dark when you're that old. Well, you know, he's all full from having dinner at 4.30 and then <laughs> got a little drowsy. Couldn't find Meltdown Comics. All right. Very quickly, I, I, I pulled up just a couple from the PS3 uh, disc-based games. I don't, I'm not sure about PSN games, but disc-based games that you could probably get by with. Burnout Paradise, yeah. which you could also get on the PSN. Indeed. Uh, FIFA would work. Uh, Gran Turismo 5. Hot Shots Golf Out of Bounds. Hell yeah. MLB 11 The Show. Hell yeah. Mod Nation Racers. Hell yeah. Motorstorm Pacific Rift specifically. Mm. Maybe even uh, Apocalypse. I haven't tried that yet. Um... Red Dead Redemption can be fun with a group of friends. That can be a blast, and that is not a twitchy game at all. And Tiger Woods. Uh, how about High Velocity Bowling? That's good, yeah. With Mover Without. It's a great game. It's a fantastic game, actually. Uh, Pixel Junk Shooter 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Online's great, and it's not you know super twitchy or anything else. It's it's more strategic. Well, how about Uno? <laughs> Uno's a blast. Uno's a Uno blast. Uno is a blast. Cripes, <laughs> <laughs> two years ago for Extra Life, I think Jesse played there for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, I used to play that when I got my 360. I used to play the crap out of that game. Yeah. Uh, Dead Nation, which is not twitchy. It's more strategic as well, making sure you have the right guns with you and everything else. Man, there's there's a lot of games that aren't like Call of Duty. Um Trying to think. How about co-op co-op games, guys? You're just playing with your friends. Uncharted Two. Yeah, un- yeah. Uncharted Two is great. So just co-op games where you can play with your buddies. SOCOM Four. SOCOM Four is great in co-op. Uh, it's it's definitely not a fast action shooter at all. It's it's uh, much more. Uh, it, it's a slower pace, and it's it's it is. I mean, you get, it's a lot more cover and 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 just being strategic about where, what you're going to do. And you're going to die a lot. but <laughs> It's a little bit easier when you're playing with your buddies. I think they usually have a little bit more patience, and oftentimes they're probably the same speed as you with some of these games. So I, don't, yeah. I also don't like you know, the online multiplayer as much because I'm not that, I don't have the time to invest in some of those games. So co-op is usually the direction I go with a lot of games. Yeah. All right. Well, our last voicemail is aimed directly at Josh. So, Josh, listen up. Whoa! Sorry, hit the button wrong. To what now, old man? <laughs> Hello, PlayStation Nation. It is your friend Nabashin. Hey, I haven't talked to you guys since about MGC ish, MGC ish, and MGC, MGC. Yeah, MGC. Like you know me. Hey, uh, <laughs> I, I just called. Hey, what's up? Hi, guys. It's been a while. It's been awesome hey. meeting you guys. And, you know, I didn't really respond to that. But, hey, you guys were awesome. I like meeting you all. It was cool. Aww. Even though that was, like, what, five months ago? Not even that. I'm exaggerating. Anyway, uh, I called for a reason. And the reason is mostly for Josh. That's right, for Josh. Uh, you mind helping me out, guy? That'd be awesome. Will you help me out? I knew you wouldn't say yes, but anyway, I'm telling you anyway, <laughs> Josh, help me out here, man. Um, 
So you what? know SingStar. I like SingStar. You like SingStar. We both like SingStar. And uh, you know that my PlayStation died, blah, 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 blah. That, that whole song that I did, you know, that thing a long time ago. Good times. Good times. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, my PlayStation died. And, you know, I got the slam and stuff like that. And, you know, all my SingStar songs that I downloaded, I can't get them anymore because I've got a new oh. PlayStation and the old DRM BS stuff. So what was your process? And I know you went to the same thing when you were at the 360 Nation. Uh, when your PlayStation died and then um, you got a new one and stuff like that. But uh, what was the process you went through to get to uh, get your old SingStar songs back onto your new PlayStation, which you can put on your other PlayStations because they didn't do it too well? Haha, I remember this shit. And Elephant never forgets. Or maybe that's like a black <laughs> never forgets. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that's like pretty much all I have to really say. Uh, hope to see you guys again soon. You know, I guess that'd be awesome, but yeah, this is Nabashin out. Bye. <laughs> Nabashin's awesome. Oh yeah. Nice. Okay, this was very simple actually. I called uh, customer service, and I explained to them what happened. You know that this was my old one. This is my new one, and it helped. This may have sped things along and actually helped out a lot because. I sent the old one in and got the replacement. I didn't get the, you know, this was the oh, old 60 gig and it was dead. And I got the refurbished uh, 120, 120 gig slim. So they had everything in their system already that this one came in, this one went out. It's quote unquote for the same system. And they were able to reauthorize everything. And I went to that PlayStation, the Slim, and went to the downloads. And there they all were available to download. Just like that. Hmm. Didn't have to do anything else. So call customer service and go through it with them. They should... I mean, they've had to deal with this a number of times at this point. So they should be well aware of SingStar and the issues with DRM and what you'll need to do. And they should be able to just reauthorize it for your new PlayStation. And you'll be good. Nice. All right. Well, that was easy. Uh, on to number three email. This is our last email. Hey, guys. I've been wondering since E3 with the imminent release of the PS Vita whether the PSP is essentially dead in the U.S. Uh, Sony didn't mention anything about the system, and even the smaller publishers, Atlas, Xseed, etc., didn't seem to be announcing anything. I don't know if you have looked at the release calendar for the PSP, but there is Persona 2, Madden, and not a whole lot else. I can understand with piracy and mediocre sales, publishers wanting to wait for the beta uh, for anything big and new, but what do you think this will mean for the flood of PSP games that have been released in Japan the past few years, but have not or have never gotten a U.S. localization like Valkyrie Chronicles 3 being at the top of his wish list. Uh, Also, did you get to see any PSP games being played on the Vita? It's a higher-resolution screen, right? So will it automatically up-res PSP games or leave them letterboxed? Sorry for the long email, but you did solicit for questions on Twitter. Keep up the good work. Uh, That's from Josh or uh, PSNID JS Carp, C-A-R-P-E. Yeah, we were kind of talking about this uh, earlier, and and I we didn't see much of anything for PSP even at E3. I'm trying to remember if they had any even hooked up. I think we no. saw Patapon three, maybe. 
I know they had that at GDC, but that was about it. No. Yeah. Patapon 3, no. We, did, we didn't really see anything PSP-specific. There there was, as part of the sizzle reel, you know, during yeah. the press conference, there were some PSP games shown. I couldn't tell you what they were. I no. don't remember. I'd have to go back and look. Um, but we didn't get to see any PSP games on the Vita, no. running on the Vita. It was all Vita-specific games, so the, that'll be coming later. They did say, didn't they say that they they'll be up converted? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought they said. I was thinking the same thing. So yeah, yeah. Um, there shouldn't be any letterboxing. The screen, the the format uh, is basically the same. Yeah, I think it's the um, same aspect ratio. So aspect ratio, yeah. But the the you know the better resolution, yeah, possibly. Um, yeah. yeah, the the. PSP has been dying a slow death for a while now because a lot of the developers have had the dev kits for the Vita and they've known it's yeah. coming, so they've pushed a lot of their resources to the Vita and taken them off the PSP. And you could see that, you know, we've seen less and less games over the past six, eight months. You would you would kind of think that because I, mean, I know Mark is really uh, kind of frustrated about the fact that there's a lot of games that have been flooding out in Japan lately that we'll probably never see over here, but. You would think that like Atlas and Xseed would get kind of smart about this and localize them and make them download only titles because then they work on the Vita and you know it, it localization doesn't take nearly as much as developing a full game. I would think that that would be a money maker because even when the Vita comes out it's still up on the store and you can still sell it because it'll still work yeah. on the Vita. Yeah. You know, I I'm really confused about that one. I mean, you know, the problem is there's still a piracy problem even with downloadable titles. You can crack the the uh, the encryption on there. So maybe they're waiting until closer to the Vita coming out. Maybe they're not going to do anything, which would be unfortunate. Because I know there are quite a few games over in Japan right now that people are really jonesing to play. I don't know. All right, well, good question. Since Joel's just going to sit there motionless. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's some good deals going on with the PSP. So, I mean, you know, if you want to go backwards and get some of the games you may have missed, you know, obviously those two packs are out now. And it, I think the, uh, was the 3000 done on like 129 or something? Yeah, it's it's gotten pretty it's, low, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't, don't play my PSP a whole lot anymore. Nothing really new. I, if you haven't played the God of War Goes to Sparta, obviously, go back, go play that. There's the Metal Gear game that just came out not too long ago that's really good. So, Indeed. backlog, yo. Backlog. <laughs> well, uh, before we end this uh, amazing farce, I know that uh, Joel's got an update for us, too. Oh, that's right. I almost uh-huh. forgot. <laughs> Such big news. We've added a community writer. Woo! Yeah, this is our, what, our fifth? Fifth, fifth writer, community yeah. writer. Yeah, his name is Raj. Uh, Raj Marhil is the, uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, and he actually joins us from over the pond. He is from Europe. So for the first time, we're going to have, well, we obviously have a lot of listeners over in Europe, but now we're going to have one of our writers who, when something kind of unique happens over there, or maybe a story that's maybe more territorial, he'll be able to cover it for us on our site. Indeed. In addition in addition to, of course, covering all the other stuff that we've got going on. And he's going to be handling news for us. So we've, we've got a few guys, Ray and Justin, who do a very good job with news. We're going to bring Raj into the fold, and he is... Uh, he's got a lot more free time, and he's going into journalism as his major, so... Oh, God. Uh, Hopefully he knows about video games and like a lot of the journalism majors. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually has a, a football blog too, where he does some soccer writing. So, wait, is it soccer excited? or football? Which one is it? 
Well, we'll call it football for him. And then for us, we'll call it soccer. <laughs> Wait, are we going to need to convert like euros and oh, pounds God. and 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 oh, meters and kilometers and Leaders stuff like that? And I don't know if I'm, you know. Well, are we going to know, know about like how guy. many stones something is? Oh, yes. no. Oh, I was going to talk to you about that, Josh. You're going to have to put those tools right into our website. So good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> uh, I don't think WordPress Just, has that kind of a plug-in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So pretty exciting news. It's going to really bolster up our content and, more importantly, the frequency of our content, something us hosts have been talking about and the writers are talking about this as well. We really want to make our website a destination that you go to every day. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where Raj is going, to, is going to really help us. He's got a lot of free time, frankly, more than a lot of us do, <laughs> uh, the, cur- the, the current writers and us hosts and, and everything else that we've got going on. So uh, yeah. we really hope that you know, PS Nation will be just like some of the other big players in the industry, one of those sites that you come to on a daily basis. And I think Raj is going to bring that to the table. So first up, he's going to do a backlog review of Batman Arkham Asylum. I actually read wow. through it, and I, I know you, you guys have as well. It's a really, he did a really nice job with it, and that'll be up there shortly. And then within the next week or so, he'll start posting two to three news stories a day. Whoa! Wow. So combine that with what nice. the other great, great writers are doing. Uh, Ray and Justin do news all the time. And then, of course, we've got Bill and Jason, who... Are just phenomenal writers, and I wanted to say, you know, Pepsi Challenge. I dare you to go to any website. I'm talking all the big players, the ones that actually pay their staff. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Maybe someday. You know, I'll Pepsi Challenge our writers against any of those any day because this this crew of five writers is amazing. They're so talented. Yeah. If you, if you don't come to our website, you're missing out. You really got to come check it out. Please come comment on their stories get involved these guys are great they do such awesome work i really can't you know just i want to thank them on the show i thank them all the time in person but amazing amazing writers and seriously pepsi challenge you can't beat these guys these guys are phenomenal and I put them up against, and I'm not even going to name the other websites because we're better. Yeah, if, you know, if I put, anybody I put says these guys up tell, against I'm them. flying to where you live and punching you in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Just, no, so it, seriously, yeah, it, it's it's funny because like I'm writing reviews like on this NCAA thing, and I'm writing them. I'm like, why the fuck am I writing this? Because I see the stuff that like our writers do, and and then you know my fucking chicken scratches up there with with those and i it just makes them look better obviously because <laughs> i'm not a writer that's why i do a podcast because i'm a talker so uh yeah i you know the problem is the way i write i write like i talk i've been told so uh it's mainly very conversational but yeah we, we've just been so fucking lucky that uh we've got the guys we do and and you know it, it's nice because we wanted to grow and we wanted to get bigger and this is definitely a, a step toward that getting some writers so that we can eventually get somewhere where we can have constant up- updates like Joel was talking about. And that's going to bring in the advertising bucks, which means maybe we can start paying some people and uh, just, yeah, it'd be, it'd be really nice to do that. So that's what we're moving toward. And uh, I mean, my God, the activity just in the comments on a lot of the articles is mind blowing. We, we've got such great conversations going on on so many of the reviews and the articles and, it, I mean, we're, we're getting more activity there than we are in the forums. And I think there's a reason for that. It's because the, the content that we're putting up is, is a lot more fun to read, and it's, it's timely. So, yeah, this is working out really well. Very fun. Awesome. Yeah, welcome to the team, Raj. Glad to have you. And 
look forward to all of your writing. And please, again, you know, we, we joked at the beginning a little bit how we're going to we're really trying to incorporate the website into being a part of this podcast and a part yeah. of the P- PS Nation experience. So please, please, please. I know a lot of people only listen to the RSS feed or you get it through your iTunes or maybe you're on Furious Gamer or Stitcher. Just take a moment, hit our website, say hello to these guys. You've got to check out what they're doing. They're, they're just, they do awesome work. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Screw the big boys. Stuff. Come I mean, to us. It's yeah. kind of cool because like Jason and Bill have been talking about doing a, uh, kind of a unique thing with, uh, fear three and the coverage on there. And, and, uh, it's great because a lot of our writers talk to each other all the time. And, and I, I don't really see a lot of it because that's usually Joel because Joel handles a lot of that stuff. But, you know, you get twinges of it and, and it just it makes me more excited because I don't see the whole thread of what's going on. And I, I'm just I'm sitting there like probably some other people waiting for this stuff to go up on the website so I can read it as well. <laughs> yeah. And not to diminish what you guys do. I mean, the three of us write. I don't write as often as you both do. But I mean, there's eight writers now on our website with us included. So yeah, yeah. content's really starting to look good. We're bolstering it up. If only I wasn't putting in so many goddamn hours. Well, hopefully, you know, if once he gets comfortable, I mean, we can get video of him doing the funky chicken, and that'd be awesome. <laughs> okay. okay. He's that Roger, right? Roger Thomas? I thought I was oh. thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no Roger, no rerun, no rent. Like, right? For those of you who don't Dwayne know what we're talking about, go to YouTube and type in what's happening. <laughs> all right <laughs> nice oh man as soon as i heard raj i just thought of that yeah all right enough of this craziness uh a lot of different ways you can get a hold of us and we really really appreciate everybody doing so tonight especially uh i threw a little thing on twitter and, and we got a great response but uh a lot of different ways you can do that you can email us obviously at podcast at psnation.org we love to see the emails uh, you can ask a question, you can make a comment, you can give us a suggestion about the website, you can tell us to fuck off, whatever you want to do. Uh, I'm sure we're going to see about five of those now. Call uh, us so, racist, whatever. Yeah, call, you, call us racist because we made a joke about the French from The Simpsons. Uh, cheesy, what was it, Cheese Eating Surrender Monkeys? Yeah. Yeah. The Simpsons, yes. everybody. It's a Simpsons <laughs> reference, sensitive man. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Direct what, quote. Yeah, uh, Jesus. Uh you can also call us and leave us a voicemail a couple different ways. You can call 715-502-9773, or if you have Skype, you can call or uh, just call WDT-Torgo, or if you go over to the website at, P- uh, blah, blah, blah. If you go to the website at psnation.org, over on the right side, there's a little contact us button. That'll allow you to send an email that way, or you can hit the call, call me button, put in your phone number, and it'll call you, and you can leave us a voicemail that way. Look for us on Facebook at our newly upgraded group, which uh, we're at 1,024 strong on the group uh just look up ps nation podcast and uh join up there uh we've man it's been lively in that group lately it has been fucking awesome i'm on there more than i'm on our forums lately uh i guess i should probably join that then huh god damn you (laughs) (laughs) i did i you know i signed up for that stupid facebook account and i'm never on there i don't yeah. i just it was pointless i'm never ever on there well if i have time this week i'll be creating a google plus account for ps nation as well so i uh i already got that ball rolling uh you can also look us up on stitcher if you go over to stitcher.com grab the player of your choice uh go to the playstation 3 section you'll find us over on stitcher or if you have an ipod 
touch an iPad or an iPhone for 99 cents in the App Store, look up Furious Gamer, or you can go over to FuriousGamer.com and check out the web version of this. But uh, very cool streaming player. Uh, I think there's 14 different podcasts over there, all gaming-related. Uh, you can actually do a search on a game. It'll take you to that spot in each one of those podcasts that is talking about that game, and you can check out just that coverage, whatever you want to do. Very, very cool. Uh, you can also look all of uh, all three of us up on Twitter at PJF Josh at Five Spot Joel and at PS Three Nation. Uh, also, don't don't forget to check out our forums over on Retroids.com and also all of our brothers and sisters on the podcast network over there. Uh, and also, don't forget our sponsor AudiblePodcast.com slash PS Nation. Sign up for the 14-day free trial if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. You get a free book out of the deal, and if you don't keep the account, you still get to keep the book, and it still helps us out. Uh, so definitely check that out, please. Uh, and also our merch. We're, we're a super seller now or something over on Zazzle. Uh, we got an email today. Like, whatever. Uh, so head over to zazzle.com slash psnation. I have no idea what that does for us. Uh, and check out our, our uh, T-shirts, hats, all kinds of stuff, cool stickers. Uh, and Christmas ornaments, of course, because that's coming up in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> and also, don't forget, Ariel still needs followers. We got her a hundred followers last week. Uh, so nice. Yeah, serious. Come on, people. We have. You're over, making us look bad. We have over five thousand followers on Twitter, and we we got her a hundred. Come on, guys. I, I I know that there are some lazy people out there. I'm one of them, but it's it's pretty easy to do that. So. Uh, you got to get over there and, and follow her. Let her win that bet because apparently she's getting something cool. We don't know what she's getting, and I don't think she knows either. But uh, you got to go check that out. So her uh, her Twitter name, I'm trying to find the damn thing, is... Ariolotti. Yeah, it's Ariolotti, but I want to spell it. And damn it. What? A-R-I-E-L-O-T-T-I. There it is. It's two T's. All right. A-R-I-E-L-O-T-T-I. I'll put that in the show notes as well, but come on, guys. A fifth of our followers, that's all we need to go over there and follow her so she wins the bet. And she's actually a fun tweeter, too, so she doesn't put stupid shit up. So, all right. Anything else, boys, before we go? No, that'll do it. Well, I'm going to try to get some Earth Defense Force before next week. Nice. It's still sitting here. (laughs) (laughs) I got a whole pile of games still sitting here, man. I know how it feels. (laughs) Yeah, well, this one surprised us. Like, it came out of nowhere. I didn't even request it. It just showed up. So, yeah, so one of us has to play it. And don't forget the infamous uh, two soundtrack contest. Get those emails to us. Uh, it's really good. It's, it's very good. I'll, I'll probably play one of the songs during the break this week. So, All right. Well, Josh, nothing? Nothing. Nothing. All right. Well, we are out of here. Thanks for sticking with us on this long-ass show, but uh, hopefully you had some fun. We will talk to you next week. Get out there, play some games. Have a great one. Later. You're over-entertained, I'll tell you that. We didn't have the interweb and the fucking YouTube, and we weren't able to go online in an instant and look at our drunk, dickhead, douchebag, fucking tattooed, asshole, frat-rapey, backward, cap-wearing, dick-face friends sticking a hamster into a bottle of Pepsi and dropping a Minto in it or whatever and watching it explode into someone's gonads. And then call that up five billion times in a row and entertain yourself until the sun comes down. And then you can go out and date rape or whatever. We didn't have that. We had Evil Knievel. That was our entertainment. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's right. We had a redneck with a perm. That's what we had. Okay? Wearing an Elvis jumpsuit with stars and stripes on it. 
and a lunchbox. That's what he came with, a lunchbox. Not, a, not calling up an internet thing and watching it a million times, looking at a lunchbox all day long, going, <laughs> beside ourselves with ecstasy at the lunchbox. Because there was a thermos inside. Wow! And here's what Evil Knievel did. He got on a motorcycle, not even a souped-up special super space-age motorcycle, just some redneck piece of shit that he built in his fucking psycho garage in Idaho or whatever. He would get on the motorcycle, jump up a ramp, go over 50 school buses, and then come down on the other side and die. His head would explode, his liver would shoot out, a cat would run away with his pancreas, his teeth would fly out like Tic Tacs, which we didn't have yet then. And... That's, and then he'd patch himself up and three months later, fucking do it again. That's what made Evil Knievel awesome. Now what have we got? David Blaine? Are you fucking kidding me? You gelatinous bag of pusillanimous puss. He got in a box filled with... Got in a box? Fuck you, where's the danger in that? Evil Knievel would have gotten a box and flung himself off the Grand Canyon and shit in the box. Prove you're a fucking man, David Blaine. Get on a minibike and try to jump to fucking Mars. Let's see some action, bitch. You're doing card tricks and you get front room pussy? Get the fuck out of town. The world's fucked now. There is no justice. Evil Knievel was the wily coyote of daredevils because he had the utmost faith that he was going to succeed each and every time with absolutely no knowledge of technology, aeronautics, physics, science, nothing. He, had, he, didn't even, he wasn't even a good mechanic and he thought he could fly. He thought he could fly. So here was his magnum opus, his piece de resistance, his Brandenburg Concerto, was the Snake River Canyon, right? Now the snake... First of all, we didn't have sports on TV all the time, right? Now there's ESPN1, ESPN2, and Fox Sports, and extreme sports, blah, 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 blah. We had wide world of sports on Sunday afternoon, okay? It was the shittiest sports available to mankind. Never basketball, football, baseball, anything you recognized. Wide world of sports was the arcanest, most abstruse, it's snake chasing from whales, you know, like, what are we having? It's linguine toss from Sicily this afternoon. I'm like... And we had no hip sportscasters. There was no such thing as being hip on TV. Now you watch ESPN, and it's always some slick back Harvard asshat, you know, trying to sound all street, because that's the motif now, you know. Looks like chicken, tastes like chicken. Booyah! Kobe's all open with his skills. Yeah. I, be I bet it was rugged in Princeton when you were rolling four deep and hoo-banging all night long. Skeeting at all the fly hose with your school tie. That must have been off the fucking hizzy. We had Jewish guys with toupees. That's what we had. And a yellow tie. We were glad to goddamn have it. The Snake River Canyon, Evil Knievel was going to jump a geographical chasm one and a half miles wide in a futuristic rocket sled that he built that looked identical to the one Wiley Coyote used in the cartoon. <laughs> Had a little nose cone, two little wings in the back for to keep the end down when it reaches the optimum Mach 3 or whatever. It looked like one of the things you put a quarter in in front of the Ralphs, you know what I mean? Just one of those. It looked like they had lifted it right off there and was going to jump across a canyon in it. We're standing here at the lip of the Snake River Canyon. We're in trepid daredevil. Evil Knievel is once more going to tempt fate 
by taking a futuristic rocket sled one and a half miles across this irrelevant chasm and attempting possible. The inbred people of the area have gathered at the lip of the canyon to see if Evil Kenny Wolf can once again make his exploits of legendary domain possible here today. Like an evil comes out perm blazing. Mind you, he had no knowledge of aeronautics. He simply had stars painted on his helmet. They're drawing me towards heaven. That's how I'm going to fly! Gets in the rocket sled. The rocket sled went fucking straight down. No lift, no pitch, no yaw, no ascending, nothing. Straight toward the center of the earth as fast as humanly possible. Kepler's laws of motion were so strenuously enforced that day. Sir Isaac Newton got a hard-on in the afterworld at the demonstration of gravity so evocatively splashed and painstakingly etched. 